So this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is the late podcast with your host, like always, Leo Valos Jr. Uh, podcast about wins, losses, and everything in between. Now tonight's guest, we have someone pretty special. Uh, uh, someone that I've learned from a lot in the years. Uh, his name is Jordan Bellinger, and we're going to be talking today about high ticket sales, real estate, data statistics, how to take care of clients, how to be an awesome business person. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and your favorite podcasting station. Welcome, Jordan Bellinger, for being here, brother. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. We go back. Yeah, I know. No kidding. It's been, it's, I feel like I've been saying this with every guest because, you know, adulting takes you on, you know, on different trajectories. And I'm like, just, I was like, it's been so long just with you as yeah. well. <laughs> so... Been. Uh, you know, mm. I, I, one of the things that people want to know, uh, I've been following your stories, uh, and your, uh, your business for quite a while and you've been doing real estate, high ticket sales. And one of the things that I'm curious about and that we're curious about is first off, how do you take care of someone that is buying an expensive product? What is, what is the strategy? Is there one? Is there a difference? So, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I uh, when I when you and I worked together, we had low ticket stuff. Like we had stuff that we were selling for, you know, fifty bucks or, or things like that. Now I'm selling things that are worth millions of dollars. And so, right. uh, yeah, certainly there is. And I I I break it down to people will buy from people they like, know, and trust. Right. So if you like somebody and you know them and you trust them, you're pretty likely to buy from them. And so. If, if you can prove to people at any price point that you're likable and people know you and they trust you, then they're probably going to go with you over the next guy. Um, in real estate, the thing that I really like about real estate, because it is a really high ticket, uh, it is high ticket. You know, when you're saying mm -hmm. high ticket, I, I didn't really connect that, but that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a high ticket sales. If I make, mm -hmm. you know, a handful of sales in a month, it's a significant amount of income versus, you know, like car sales or something like that. And with the thing that I like about real estate and high ticket sales in real estate is that you can spend a lot of time on one individual. And so you can spend time to get to know them and you can spend time to really care for them and make sure that you understand what they want. Because, you know, a house is a complex thing, you know, and a lot mm -hmm. of people think they know what they want mm -hmm. and then they really don't quite know what they want. They think they do, but they mm -hmm. don't. And mm -hmm. so, like, you know, I had a client years ago, and he had a bunch of kids. And I asked him, I said, you know, what room do you use most in the house? And he said, master bedroom. And I thought the guy was insane. I'm like, what? I was like, what do you do in the master bedroom with six kids? And he said, in the morning, he gets ready. His wife stays at home. They get, the wife gets the kids ready, feeds them and everything. And he gets ready in there in the bedroom. And that's their family time every single day. So regardless of how busy he was and regardless of whatever happened, that was their special time. And... I was like, oh, well, you need a master bedroom that also has a built-in living room. Because there's some master bedrooms that have, like, a, 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 a living room in them as well. I was yeah. like, that's what you need. And he goes, I didn't know that, that that existed. And I said, yeah. I said, that's what you need. And so he didn't know what he wanted. I knew once I asked really good questions and really got to know him. I was like, okay, based on your lifestyle, this, these are the things you want. And these are the things you really need. And we ended up getting in the house that was, like, the bedroom was, like, twice the size. So they could put a couch and uh, chairs and, and whatever in there. And uh, it was, he loved it. So it was, uh, so when I, one of the things that I'm hearing is like your, your, your attention to detail. That's actually one of the things that I learned from you 
actually is attention to detail and asking the right questions to be able to get what you're talking about is the right uh, information so you, you're able to help them. Right. Is that, is that right? Or? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I get this all the like almost everyone says, oh, I need I need X number of bedrooms. And most real estate agents and most people go, okay, cool, you need four bedrooms. But my second, now my next question is, how are you going to use those bedrooms? Mm-hmm. And everyone's answer is different. Like, for example, uh, my house, we have four bedrooms. We have a guest bedroom, or we have two guest bedrooms. We have an office. Like right now, I'm in my, I'm in a bedroom. I'm in mm-hmm. one of the secondary bedrooms. We also have we have so we have my office and studio, which is what we're in now. My wife has an office. We have two guest bedrooms because we don't have any kids, and we have a master bedroom. So the way I use four bedrooms is going to be very different than you would use four bedrooms, or or somebody else will use four bedrooms. And so when somebody says I need four bedrooms, I'm like, great. How are you going to use those? Mm-hmm. Are, are 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 each kid going to get a bedroom? Or, or just understanding the why behind it um, yeah. is super helpful because some people go, oh well. I really don't need four bedrooms. I need three bedrooms and I need a study. Okay, cool. So we can shop for three bedrooms with study. We can shop for four bedrooms. We can shop for, there's just more options that we can shop for if I actually know how you're going to use it. Like if I know what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So finding out, so finally, you know, talking to these clients and, you know, really, because like you're and it's right. Most people don't know what they want sometimes. And so it is, again, your job to ask those proper questions and get that, you know, that information out of them and how and make them think almost in a way that they haven't. Yes. And that's what and I feel like that's what separates you from many other uh, uh, people in real estate. I mean, I think that's um, I don't know if you're uh, because we used to work at Lifetime Fitness or you you were my manager at that point. And you, one of the things that, again, I'm going to keep going back to a lot of lessons that I learned from you is, uh, that you always got to take, you know, be, you know, tell people to on, be honest with them and then just be a te- like, just have attention to detail, just do a good job. And I don't know. I feel like some real estate agents don't have that, not to bash on anybody, but, uh, I think it's that's every what industry. you're able to, yeah. It's but every sale, especially every sales industry. That's think true, about okay. anything, any sales industry mm-hmm. have horrible people in it. We're talking mm-hmm. real estate. Think about like all the horror stories about real estate agents. Car sales, there's great. I My, my, my BMW car guy is awesome. Like really? he, I would put him against <laughs> anyone else. Really? But there's, <laughs> the majority of them that I've been in contact with are horrible. Um, yeah. You know, uh, solar sales or... Whatever the sales is, mm-hmm. there's great people and there's horrible people. So it doesn't matter the industry; it carries over to everything. Management's mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. When you were working in a, like a, a corporate world, there's a bunch of managers that are horrible, and there's some managers that are really good. Yeah. And it's just it's that 80-20 rule or that 90-10 rule, where like 10% are like the ones that do all the work, and 90%, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so you know, I think it's it, it it's part being really good at what you do, like understanding the business. Because if I understand real estate and I understand that when somebody says, I don't like the interest rates, they're too high, my next question is, what do you mean by that? Do you mean that you're, you feel like you're paying too much interest? Do you feel like your monthly payment is too high? Do you feel like the houses cost more? Do you feel like it's going to be 2% next year? Why? What specifically about the interest rate concerns you? And a lot of times, it's not the interest rate. It's what the interest rate does to the monthly payment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so when people, like I was in a, I, I, 
twice a year, I go to this group and it's the top uh, CBA Apex agents in the state. And it's about like 20 of them. And I'm in there and, and that's one of the things I talked about and like, because I, I like coaching and teaching people. And I was like, guys, when, when people say the interest rates are too high, ask them, what do they mean by that? Ask them, why does that bother them? Because chances are they don't care if the mortgage payment is where they want to be and it's 7% interest rate, they're not going to care. It's like, what exactly bothers you about the 7% or 8% or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. Because chances are it's not the surface level, right? It's like when mm -hmm. you say you want, you know, four bedrooms, but do you really want four bedrooms or do you just need four spaces? Mm -hmm. That's that mm -hmm. deep, that's that understanding. Right. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, why right. do you want that? It's like right. in fitness, like we, you know, when we were in that, one of the questions, it's like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, well, mm -hmm. why do you want to lose 20 pounds? And a lot of times it was answers like, um, I was 20 pounds lighter when I first met my husband, and that was the last time he looked at me a certain way. Um, I was 20 pounds lighter when I got married. I was 20 pounds lighter before I had kids. I was 20 pound, pounds lighter when um, the last time I felt good about myself in a, in a bathing suit. Like, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with 20 pounds. It has to do with something else, right? Yes. And so we want to find out those things, because if, if, if I could make you, like for me, like if I could look like I did when I wrestled when I, in high school, I don't care what I weigh. Right. I care about how I looked, because then I was like, man, I look good, I'm jacked, I'm fit, I'm right. cut. I liked that. Now, the number that goes along with it doesn't matter to me. It's, the, it's how I looked. And so that mm -hmm. was, that's, the, that's the deeper, and no mm -hmm. one, I, I, I don't want to say no one, but a lot of people don't. They go, oh, you know, oh, it's, uh, you know, oh, it's, you know, too expensive. Okay, well, what, what about it's too expensive? Is it out of, like, you know, I want to understand what's going on. I want to understand why this isn't a good fit or why do you like that? You know, what yeah. do you, because I'll have clients, I'm like, hey, if you don't like something, I'm going to send you some properties. When you start looking at them, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. Even properties that are not a good fit for you, if there's something about it that you like, tell me that because then I can kind of put it in my file system and go, okay, that style of, kitchen they like that type of uh architecture they like whatever mm -hmm. and so like i want to understand what they want and that's that is i think one of the secrets although it's yeah. probably common sense now of high ticket sales is like really being able to understand what people want and helping tell them you want this even though you didn't know you wanted it and this is why right it's almost like uh, you're on your, it's like a discovery you're trying to make, or they, they haven't yeah. even discovered it themselves yeah. too. That sounds actually, yeah, 100%. well, for, well, for anybody that's new to real estate, I mean, even for me in sales right now, it's uh, not only is, is it refreshing or for someone new in real estate, it's like, holy crap. Like I've been stopping a lot of sales and a lot of closing opportunities because I didn't go deeper. What kind of sales are you in right now? Right now, I'm actually uh, just I stayed doing insurance, but I actually have okay. a day job. So uh, okay. I'm doing insurance and then a uh, day job, the yeah. Guatemalan consulate. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, it's that's yeah, cool. It, that, it's so interesting. It's definitely fun and fun to say too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But but I but I've, but I do my insurance sales like on the side. So uh, people that need yeah. help with insurance. What so kind of insurance? Like life insurance or life all and, insurance? So, I, so life and health mainly. That's what me and my, my okay. father focus on. Yeah. Yeah. So life insurance, for example, I one of the things that I, I, I tell a lot of people before they build their wealth, life insurance is cheap. Like life in, mm -hmm. when you're young, before you build wealth, like is, is a male – I'm responsible for my family. That's always how I've been. That's always internally how I felt about things. 
And but when you're single, you're like, if something happens to me, it, it like I'm not yeah. I'm not emotionally I'm impacting people, but financially I'm not. I'm right, not responsible. Right. I'm, I'm not responsible to support people. Correct. Now, as soon as I got married, I'm like, okay, we hadn't built our our wealth yet, but I, we still had debt and we had cars and we had houses and I made most of the money and I still make most of the money. So if I mm -hmm. disappear, mm -hmm. what happens? So it's my duty as head of household. It's my duty, in my opinion, which is not popular, but a man, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's my duty to, to, to manage the house. And so even Correct. if I'm gone, yeah. how can I do that if I haven't built my wealth and my investments and my, the money to support myself at that point? And so Right. Insurance, life insurance. It's cheap. Get a term policy yeah. if you want. And, and, you know, get those policies where you can, you know, you can go, hey, if something happens to me, I, my wife's good. Right. Like my wife, right. is. she's not going to go, oh, my gosh, now what do I do? Because she doesn't work. Mm -hmm. She stays at home. She has a business, but she's mainly takes care of the house. She takes care of me. And mm -hmm. very old school that way. But that's what yeah. works really well for us. Right. Right. But if I'm, if I disappear, what happens? And that's where, you know, insurance and by understanding that and, um, you know, un un understanding the the emotion behind it is mm -hmm. obviously insurance is from a place of fear, right? That's all correct. insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's getting no, insurance because yeah. they're excited unless they're doing, like, yeah, investments it's, and stuff. It's a security it's for fear. something bad to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 100%. But that security is right. really, really important to me because right. I feel that I have the obligation, I have the duty to take care of my wife if I'm not mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's something that, but like digging in, like, you know, hey, why'd you call me? You know, I, I don't know, you know, how those conversations go, but it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you called me about insurance, why'd you call me? You know, what, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Just digging in and going, well, what, you know, what's it, really it, going on? It, it's crazy because, uh, so most of the sales books that you read about, like seminars and stuff like that, um, talk about what you're saying. But at least for me, it was interesting because at least for me, it was more of like, I'm because you're you're asking the question, say, for example, like, why? Why is that like a deeper meaning question to genuinely know and understand yeah. one of the things that uh, now I do that. Right. But one of the things that happened to me, especially with people starting out sales, is that use these like tactics and stuff like that. And um in, instead of it coming out genuine, it comes out a little sleazy, if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, 100%. Because all those trainings, you know, uh, uh, straight line persuasion and you know, all that kind of stuff, which I'm sure you're f fully familiar with. Um, yeah. Because it's just like, it's one of those, uh, uh, I don't know, coming of ages as a salesperson, I think. You, you read some of that stuff, and that yeah. probably worked at one point. But I find right. that people, especially as you get into higher net worth people, they, they're probably smarter than you. <laughs> And so right. they're probably right. no, smarter no, right. than me. And so right. I'm not going to be able to um, get something by some. And, and it's hard. It's hard to try to like, if I don't know somebody, you know, hey, know something. Hey, Leo, I, I don't know the answer to that. That's a really good question. But I do mm -hmm. have people that know the answer. So give me a couple days. I'm going to reach out to some of my, you know, some of my experts. And I'm going to get back to you on that question. And it's mm -hmm. like that makes you feel really good because you asked a good question. I didn't know the answer Correct. to it. I don't have the answer, but I have a team of people that you won't ever see that helps me do what I need to do. And that being, that makes you feel better, right? You're like, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, he's willing to admit if you're, if you're a smart, intelligent person, you're going, oh, this well, is Jordan's yeah. willing to admit that he doesn't know everything. And Jordan's willing to reach out to people that do know things that he doesn't know. 
I would rather have that person in my corner than somebody that acts like they know everything. So why, and so why, and so why would you want that person in your corner? Why is, uh, why is the genuinity? So uh, because, at least because no one knows net worth people. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because no one, there's not a single person that knows everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter what kind of expert you are. You might know 99.99% of your industry, your business. Um, but there's still going to be some things that you don't know. Like for example, um, as the market, so the real estate market has changed. It's not bad. It's just different. But while it's changing, people are freaking out. Interest rates right. have gone up. Properties right. are sitting on the market longer. Properties are dropping their prices. Every, a lot of people are kind of panicking. And I'm like, guys, like we're just, we're moving from one market to another rapidly. So you need to be a little bit more aware. Even in a market like that, I've never been through this market before because I can't predict the future. No right. one has. No one's right. been through the market that we're in right now, right? And right. so with that, I have other resources and other agents that I can call and say, hey, what are you seeing in the market? Like, mm -hmm. what are you seeing? Like, what are mm -hmm. you experiencing? What are you dealing with? And then, so I have this, think about a super, like, I don't, I don't know how supercomputers work, but think about, like, instead of having one computer, which is my brain, now I have uh -huh. all these other computers that are now kind of connected to my brain through my phone uh -huh. calls or text uh -huh. messages uh -huh. or whatever. Now I have all this information. I have information from Waco and San Antonio and Houston and Dallas and Fort Worth and uh, Texoma and all these different places, but people that know what they're doing just as much as I do, but they might see things a little different. And so instead of mm -hmm. having one computer, I have all these computers. Mm -hmm. I would rather have mm -hmm. that person any day. And you it know, takes it, somebody uh -huh. that's really comfortable and saying, I don't know everything. And I think a lot of people... It, it's really hard to get to that point. It's really hard well, to get to the point and going, I don't know everything. It, it's crazy because one of uh, you, uh, along with one of my favorite mentors in the insurance business, have always said and taught me that thing too. It's saying uh, that I don't know, and it's gotten me so much farther than yeah. what I, you know, what I, the ladder that I used to do, which is like, oh, I try to know everything and try to spout out something really fast. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking a step back, people actually appreciate that. And it, and it does the contrary of what, uh, say, a rookie salesperson would think, saying uh, admitting that something is wrong is, means that I'm wrong, means that they won't buy from me. Yep. But it does the contrary. Yeah. It shows genuinity, which is what people want in the end, to make sure that they're yeah. telling them the truth. Yeah, 100%. That's insane. And, you know, it's, it's – it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I it, It's one of those things that I think when you're, you're a rookie salesperson, you're wanting to – work your way up. And, and, and that, I definitely struggled with that. But once I got to a certain point, I'm like, I don't have anything to prove. Mm -hmm. Like, I want these people to know that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And smart people also know that they don't know everything. Right. Ignorant, so, what is it? Oh, sorry, go ahead, keep going. Yeah, it, it, well, that's what I was just getting to. I'm like, people, smart people are gonna see through your bullshit. <laughs> like, right, right. You know, I, I go into, uh, I remember, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, mention the brand but i went into a like we we have we have a we've bought nice cars over the years and so mm -hmm. i want the brand's fine but i go in there and it was your stereotypical process and i was asking about a probably one of their top tier cars one of their most expensive cars they make mm -hmm. and they went through their stereotypical process the paper, the initial here, the cross thing they do in like car sales. Like I was never yeah, in car yeah. sales. 
but I know these stupid games they correct, play. Correct, correct. It might work for people that are buying – that, that are not it? me. Sorry, what is it that they say? It's like we gotta, you got, or we gotta charge you for this because we gotta keep the lights on here or something like that. That's one of the lines I, that they all say. All that right? stuff, you know. <laughs> and it's, you know, and, and I just have no patience for that. I'm like, we can't yeah. buy, I can't buy, I can't buy that brand of car because I'm gonna have to deal with those people every mm. time I bring that car in for service. Mm-hmm. And so that was just, I'm like, we can't, we can't buy one of those. Mm-hmm. And and that's what was really frustrating and and so like people like me i'm not saying i'm the smartest person in the world but i'm smart enough to know the game you're trying to play on me and it pisses me off (laughs) right well well you're playing it go away (laughs) you know oh sit down my manager would like to talk to you before you leave and i'm like what like no like and i was like yeah i'll sit down for five minutes out of respect for you i get you're a new salesperson so i'm gonna be polite i didn't say this it was all in my head like, right, I get right, it. Right. I get you're, you're being told to do all these things. And I sat down right. for five minutes and I'm like, I look at my wife. And this is years ago. I look at my wife and I'm like, the manager's <laughs> not coming over here. Like he's over there in, in the in the fishbowl with <laughs> yeah, all the other yeah. people. And yeah. he knows that we're waiting for him. Yeah. But he hadn't coming over here. And right. I got up and I started walking out. And then he comes, oh, is there anything I, anything I can do? I'm like, no. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of your salesperson. Because oh, clearly they're new. I was trying to be respectful. I'm in sales. Uh, yeah. But it, the, the way you're treating me and the way you're training him to treat me makes me want nothing to do with you. You've right. been doing this long enough right. to know better. And, he, right. and I'm like, he goes, is there anything else I, I could do? And I, and I told him, I was like, well, I was wanting to look at one of these particular cars. And again, it's like one of their flagship cars of this brand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, oh, oh, let me, I'm like, no. I was like, we're done. I said, the, no, I'm done. I'm not, oh, is there anything? No, I'm, I'm done. I'm frustrated. I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm trying to be polite. Just let me go. What, what would have, so what, I was going to ask you, what would have closed the sale for you at that point? Nothing. They ruined it. Well, after, they, okay, what, if, if he didn't do any of that sleep, like what should he have done is my question. Sorry. What should he have done? Um... Or what do you think he should have done? Sorry, man, I don't know. I've never been in car sales. Car sales <laughs> yeah. is one is is an industry that is I respect the people that do it well. Right. And so, and, and like I'm in sales. Like I, I love mm-hmm. sales. So I get it. And I, I have good friends that are in sales that are in car sales. And so I get it. But it is like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think being honest with people, yeah. like being human with people being like, I get these whole, th- these sales processes, mm-hmm. but it's like straight line persuasion does not work right now. No, absolutely too, not. People are too, I don't know if it, it's outdated or people are just smarter. I don't know. Well, but straight line persuasion is a great like history of sales, <laughs> but it's correct. not like well, a, yeah, do right, this today right. and watch how it works. It doesn't work that way anymore. I think, I think and, that one was more of like based off of, and all these sales tactics based off of new technology came around. So like the cell phone had, or the phone had just came about. So like straight line method, high pressure sales over the phone. Now people know that robots they didn't call have the internet like, to check. Right. They didn't have <laughs> right. The, yeah. I mean, it was, it, and that's true. It was a very different world back then. And, right. and so it's just, you know, if I don't know, I don't know what the answer is for that person to, cause the, yeah. the, the, the entry level guy, the guy that we talked to, was clearly trying really hard to do all the stuff that he was trained to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, if you're if you go through all these steps, you'll get a closing. 
you'll get a sale. Right. That's and yeah. And I'm watching these steps. Like I'm watching him go through this stuff. You know, we <laughs> went into like, you're like another a textbook dealership. Dude, like you're doing amazing. <laughs> yeah, like textbook wise, he was probably fine. But when right. I'm just like, dude. And I'm like, right. hey, can I look at that car? Oh yeah, come on in. Let me get your information. Let me see if that's available. I'm like, no, I just wanna, I wanna look at the car. Go get the key. Like, come on. <laughs> right. And uh, there was another. Uh, we've bought in a lot of cars. I'm not trying to shit on car sales, but we just bought in a lot of cars. No, we're you got experience with them. <laughs> we have. I mean, between me and my wife, we've probably owned 25 cars. Oh, that's cool. in our life. Nice. So it's. I've owned three motorcycles. I mean, I just, we, we've, we've owned a lot of vehicles. And so yeah, yeah. Um, just, we've been together since, we've been married for five years. And we've owned one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine cars. Nice. <laughs> and so just in the time that we've been married, right? And, you don't uh, like cars, it doesn't seem like <laughs> I love cars. (laughs) So anyway, so like same thing. She she had a car and she wanted. She's like, hey, it was a lease. She's like, hey, it needs an oil change. Uh, I would love one with a sunroof. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, I'll bring it in for an oil change. While I'm there waiting for the oil change, I'll go tell sales, hey, if you can get me in a car for the same payment, for a you know three year lease or whatever, nothing down. Like I gave them the answers to the test. I said, if you can get me in one, a white one with a sunroof, we don't care if it's even cloth seats. Like we, we just, she just wants a sunroof. And if you can get me in that car and it doesn't cost me anything out of pocket and it's yada, 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 yada yeah. I'll, I'll do it now. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Then he brought me one that was loaded and it was like double the price. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, I gave you the answers. I gave you everything you needed yeah, to know. You're like the I didn't worst care. person to do that to too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't care about interest rate. I didn't care about, oh, that's I didn't care about, it was her car. All she wanted was a center. I didn't care about cloth seats. I didn't care about stereo. I didn't care about all wheel drive. She wanted a white, one of those cars with the sunroof. I gave you the answers to the test. Here's our payment. You can pull it up. She got the car here. If you can get me one with the sunroof, you're going to get a deal. I'm going to get a new car and my wife's going to be happy. Right. And they keep coming back and they did the game. Like, wait, go back and forth and like paperwork and documents. Right, right, and right. I'm like, guys, I told you it needs to be at this number. <laughs> and then the manager finally comes out and he's like, I'm sure you're in a, in a hurry. And he's like, I just need to make sure that you can make, you know, you're, 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 it was my girlfriend at the time. I was like, your girlfriend's name's on the car. Like, are you sure she's going to support? I said, yes. I said, I promise you, if you bring me, if you bring me a car with a sunroof that's white and I like it, <laughs> like, the payment the is the same. same. Square. <laughs> I promise you, you'll, we'll leave with that car. And uh, it was just the game. It was the back and forth and the manager. Manager finally put the sales guy aside because I just sat there and he's like, are you, you know, I'm sure you're, in a, you know, trying to get home. I was like, man, y'all's Wi-Fi is awesome here. This is honestly better than my apartment right now. <laughs> you're like, so I, have time. I have no problem. <laughs> I, I'm working. I had my like. My, I had my notepads out and my computer out. I'm like, your Wi-Fi is better than mine. I'm, I'm, I'm not in a rush. And you could tell. And I'm, I was messing with him at that point. Right, but, right, right. Um, he was just like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I was like, I gave your guy whatever you know his name was. I was like, I gave your guy the answers. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, if I do this, this, this. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going to pay a hundred dollars a month. We're not going to pay twice what we're already paying. I said, she just wants a sunroof. Right. I said, if, if y'all can do that, then you're going to get another sale. You're going to get another, like, immaculate 
uh, turn in that you can put back on the lot. Like it's a win-win if you can make this work. And so it was just, it was the game and it was the paper and the signature. And I'm like, I'm not signing anything. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, then why am I signing it? Why do you want me to initial it? If you're telling me this doesn't matter and it makes no difference, why am I initialing it? And the guy's like, <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, no, uh, it, you know, it's, it's all you know it's funny because i used to work at subaru and that's I know. exactly yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's what i was taught and i did mm-hmm. you own a subaru at some point or mm-hmm. were you no well I, 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 these outdoors it's you know they call these people that come in like they're you know different kinds of like car buyers right because they're yeah. you know subarus is known for that so but it was a it was the same thing and and you know what's funny is that one of the best sales that i've had the highest ones that i've had with the people that had the most money were actually the like where i was just like hey like you know i'm going to show you exactly what you want exactly what you're saying yeah. where i just didn't bounce around everything else they were just like hey i want this this and that i didn't talk about anything else or anything i think i got third salesman of the month or something like that at 23 and i was like talk, like competing against like older people yeah but uh yeah you're absolutely right it's just some people in that guy's mind i cannot imagine in that guy's mind is just like he has this thing and he thinks he's doing a good job, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was smarter people. I think that's what it is. It's, 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 and it's not that money has anything to do with it, but it's more of like, you've probably gotten to the place where you want to be because you pay attention to more details and, or you, yeah. uh, so I don't know. I don't know what it is with that. <laughs> so to put it in perspective. So yeah, yeah, I was a pain in the ass for those guys, but then I wanted to buy a truck last year. And, um, I wanted a particular truck. I wanted a white, same thing. Like I, but this is my car. I knew exactly what I wanted. And so I was like, I want a white F-250 and I want the limited trim package. And once you get the limited, there's no options. It like comes with everything. And so there were five in the nation when I was looking to buy. And so only five, five. Holy crap. Five new ones. This is a limited car. Limited. Yeah. Well, well, it was when the car market was still crazy. And okay. so that was part of it. Like, they don't, I mean, they're numbered, but, like, I'm, like, car 900 or something. Like, they make still right. make a lot of them. Okay, but okay. it was just the car market was really tough. There were zero in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so I sorted. I went on, like, a, a car website. I sorted by uh, closest. And then everyone was marking them up. So they were getting marked up ten to $20,000 over sticker price. Mm-hmm. So I went to the first dealer on my list, the closest dealer that had it for sticker price. And I called him and I go, uh, I still talk to him and I've, I've had the truck about a year now and I've, uh, uh, he, yeah. he texted me for my birthday and one year oh. anniversary for the truck and stuff like that. He is located in Miamisburg, Ohio. I called him. Oh he was the salesperson that picked up and I mean, it was just, it was probably on the round Robin call thing or whoever picks yeah. up the phone gets the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And right. I called, I was like, Hey, you still have this, that white limited there. And he goes, he goes, yeah. I was like, can you send me some pictures of it? He goes, yeah, sure. He goes, you can come on in. I'm here all day. And I'm like, well, I'm in, uh, I'm in Texas. He goes, oh. And I said, he sent me pictures. I said, it's brand new, right? Like, it's all. He's like, yeah. I said, all right. Um, okay, I want to buy it. I said, what do I need to buy it? He said, well, just come on down. And that's when I told him I was in, I was in Texas. He goes, oh. Right, right. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, what do I need to do to buy it? Like, buy it online or whatever. And he goes, well, you'll need to fill out a credit application, blah, 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 which is fine. Uh, right. cause I was financing it and I said, right. uh, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be an issue. I said, I'll, you know, whatever. And so filled it out. I said, uh, I'm going to follow up with you in like 15 minutes. <laughs> so I filled it out. 
they ran it and they're like, yep, you're good, whatever. And I was like, yeah. all right, is it locked down? Is it my truck? Because I told them on the phone, I said, I will make this, because they're only, remember, there's only five. And like two mm-hmm. of them were, mm-hmm. were at mm-hmm. sticker price. Everything else is way over. And I said, okay. I promise you, I'll make this the easiest car sales sale that you've ever done. You He's said like, this. <laughs> yeah. And I told him this because uh-huh. I know, I know how car is. everyone comes yeah. in and they want to save hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever. Like, no, I was negotiating for him not to sell that truck to somebody else. Right. Because there were, there, there was not a ton of these trucks out there. And I knew right. that if I waited, the truck was going to get sold out from under me. So I didn't mm. care if I saved a thousand bucks. I wanted mm. the truck. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure salespeople hear that all the time. Like, yeah, this guy's going to be a pain. And uh, so anyways, they ran everything. And I was like, cool. I said, is it my truck? He goes, yep, we're processing the paperwork now. I'll call you back in 30 minutes or whatever. Calling back, he goes, it's your truck. I'm like, so it's my truck. Like, it's mine. Like, you can't sell it to anyone else. He goes, yes. He's, I was like, when can I come pick it up? He, I was like, can I, should I come tomorrow or the next day? He goes, as early as you can. I'm like, great. I went downstairs. I'm like, hey, Tiff, uh, uh, we're going to Ohio tomorrow. You want to come? <laughs> and yeah. She's like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. And so we went and flew to Ohio, picked us up. Oh my he picked God. us up from the airport, drove us to the truck, or brought us to the truck, showed me everything on the truck. Because it's like a, like it's the first American car I've had other than a Tesla in my life. Oh. But tons of technology. Oh, the cars okay. these days have tons of technology. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Uh, and so uh, he showed us all the gadgets and stuff, and then we hopped in the truck and drove home oh. from Ohio. We stopped oh in Nashville God. for the night and then drove home. So yeah, he got you. He got, he got you exactly what you wanted. Fast, easy. Yes. Yeah. That's all I was it like, is. I want that truck. Don't show me. And there was a guy in Frisco <laughs> at a Ford dealership, which uh, that, there might only be one Ford dealership in Frisco, so yeah. maybe that I've thrown him under the bus. But <laughs> and I, I told this guy, he goes, well, and I, I went in and I, I wanted to drive one yeah. because I didn't, I hadn't driven one of the big trucks, and and so I drove a truck and I was like, I. I like it. I, I want one. He goes, what What do you want? I said, I want a white limited, brand new. He goes, okay, yeah, let me see what we have. And it was like a, a blue one with 30,000 miles on it that was like a different trim level. Uh, mm-hmm. All this, you know, different stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I want a white truck and I want a limited. And I want it new. And then he'd the send me like a Same specifications as the other guy. As the, as yeah, the guy. I, I wanted a white one. Like I wanted what I wanted. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, if it's like a deal, like if it's significantly less than what a limited what a limited costs, it has the options I want, which are kind of like I gave him kind of the list, and it's white, <laughs> it might work. And he sent me blue truck and a black truck and a red truck, and oh, I'm like, dude, man. I was like, white truck, oh. and he would just send me all these. Uh, and it, the market was weird at the time, so he really had he he I guarantee he didn't have problems selling those trucks because. But at the time in Texas, if you went to Frisco, for example, and you went to look for a Super Duty, you would you would be buying one with fifteen to thirty thousand miles on it for more than sticker. Oh wow, really? That's just how the market was. <clears throat> and so every now and then he'd send me stuff, and he's like, he texted me after like a month after I bought the truck, and he goes, "Is there anything I can do to get you in this one?" I was like, "Man, I, I, I bought a truck a month ago." <laughs> and he didn't even respond. I was oh, nice about it. it. I was like, "Yeah, I went and I, I bought a, uh, I th- I don't remember what it was, but like I texted him back and he didn't even respond. I'm like, dude, that's bad form. Uh, like I, 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 I lose sales to this day, and it, I think it's really important to keep good form. Right. Like throughout hey, the whole, like, throughout the whole. Yeah. Even if I lose the deal, if I lost mm-hmm. the deal, whatever. Like mm-hmm. if I lose a deal or I lose a client, and and I'm 
some of my clients or ex-clients might see this, I usually message them or call them and say, hey, mm -hmm. did I drop the ball? Mm -hmm. Where did I drop the ball? What could I have done better to keep your business? Like it's because mm. that's valuable feedback for me and it makes me look good. Mm -hmm. It's feedback for me more importantly, which is what I like it, but it also makes me look good. I'm like, dude, this this guy didn't even text me back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Like now it's you're just uh, mad because I didn't, you know, you, you didn't. Well, yeah, buy he's the probably. Truck or whatever. He, yeah, it's exactly what he's doing. That's, well, that's what, and that's the same thing with the other guy that you went to that, you know, you wanted the white truck for your wife. He's just yeah. like, he's probably feeling like he's looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, screw Jordan. And that's what most people do. It's blame other, you know, the client or themselves yeah. instead of them. So actually, now that we're on that topic, I was going to ask you, is the client ever right? Or is there, are, are they wrong? Or obviously you think about the client's always right, but are they wrong? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. How, okay, yeah, that's so a, it's, uh, go ahead, sorry. Um, if a client treats me like shit, they're wrong. They can go find right. somebody else. <laughs> like, right. Right. there's a lot right. of that. It's a, you know, it's, you have, I think there's, I hate putting people in boxes, but there's different types of people. There are some people that are willing to, uh, willing to, uh, admit that they're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So if I go into a, like, for example, my BMW sales guy, love this mm -hmm. guy. He's awesome. Yes. Our first uh -huh. BMW that we bought, we bought from a different guy in that same dealership. We love the dealership. And it lasted us a very short period of time. We ended up selling it because it just wasn't the right car. And he, to this day, he's like, if you, if you tried to buy that car for me, I wouldn't have let you buy it. Because we were wrong buying that car because it just wasn't a good fit for us. And so... Oh, that was where, so now I know that if we go in there, like I went in there, <laughs> he had this, uh, oh, it was a 760. It was a V12 7 oh, Series nice. yes. with a big V12 twin turbo motor in it. And That's we beautiful. were up there looking at something else, and he's like, I got a 760 in. And he knows I'm a car guy, so that's all he had yeah, to say. Yeah. And I, he's right. like, he goes, it's like half. It had like 20,000 miles on it. It's like half of what it, what sticker because it was used and I was like oh he, and he he'll just toss me the keys and because I've been there so many times right like, right they, you're, they have regular, all our you're stuff. regular yeah they, they have they have our insurance on file they have they, they yeah so if That's we want to nice. drive something that relationship is really cool because they're like yeah here's the key go drive it and uh they just they're not they know where to find us and mm -hmm. if, if you know so they're not worried about it <laughs> That's funny. so and I went and drove this car and I'm like that car is incredible. It had like the executive back seat. I'm like, that car is incredible. He goes, you can't buy that car. I was like, he's like, it, that, that, you don't want that car. He told you this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, that's not that's, the car you that's want. Pretty <laughs> that's <Yeah>. pretty strong. That's pretty strong. But, it, but it's, it's, it, it's that kind of thing knows that I'm yeah. going to come track, I'm going to go, go to him when I'm one another BMW. Uh, you know what I mean? And it makes us yeah. more interested in buying a BMW because we know we can go there and get a really good experience. Versus uh, if we go to another yeah. brand, I'm going to be pissed off by the time I leave. And part mm. of buying a car, part of buying a house, part of buying anything like that in that kind of category of stuff, you want to be excited around it. So if you're excited around buying a new whatever and you go to a dealership and people shit on you and people beat you down and they treat you like you're an idiot – Mm -hmm. You kind of lose the excitement for that car. 
Correct. You know, and then they're trying right. to make a little money, extra money here, extra money here, extra money here, versus just selling you the car. I mean, it just it it, it takes away that excitement. It takes away mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we, we buy cars because we really enjoy them. And so I right. know if I go to him, um, his name is his name's John Brunson. He's awesome. And John uh, Brunson, shout out John to John Brunson, man, dude. Yeah. Keeping up so sales. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, I ethically. Mean, but, and so, yeah, I mean, he's just good people, and yeah. and so, but I know if I go there, he'll he'll try to talk me out of cars that he knows that are not a good fit for me, mm-hmm. and he'll try to. And my experience will be good if we end up buying a car. I, I had a I had a little just a little epiphany about sales here. Maybe not an epiphany. Maybe someone already discovered this, but is would maybe what people are, are looking for in sales is a uh, morality more not only just uh, someone that's going to do their them a good job but a morality compass as well like more of like what you're saying like someone that could actually tell you like hey this isn't good this is yeah. good for you because i yeah. know is that like and that's really hard to do um that's really hard to do because first off mm-hmm. you have to know the, mm-hmm. the person really well right mm-hmm. you have to know that um, you have to know the person really well. Secondly, mm-hmm. you have to be uh, willing to lose a sale, I think, in order to do it. And so as a salesperson, are you willing to to uh, lose a sale because you're telling them this is not the right thing for them? That like I is had, huge. Earlier today, I had a, um, I was talking to clients huge. about a house, and this, this one house, the price looks good, but the house is not good. The house is uh-huh. fine. Uh-huh. It's not good for them. Uh-huh. And I told them, I said, because like they like this house dropped price again. I said, I don't think the price matters. I said, if we can get a steal on it, it kind of it moves the, the, the pendulum a little bit, I think. But if we're paying what like probably what it's worth, this is really not the right house for you because it doesn't mm. have the things you need in a as a family. And I said, but if we can get an incredible price on it, that kind of washes mm-hmm. it out. But otherwise, I would kind of put that to the back burner because it's really not the house for you. And so I think you have to be willing to lose a sale to say that. But it's mm-hmm. also, I think it's really valuable and really important for people to have somebody that can tell them what they don't want to hear. Like, oh, that's that, one of the things that I tell, I, I say is like, gosh, yes. do you want somebody that wants to t- that just tells you things you want to hear? Or do you yeah. want somebody like me that will tell you the things that you don't want to hear? Right. Even though I know it's going to make you mad. Right. Right. It, I think that's I think that's where it comes off instead of you looking ignorant, it comes off as expertise more than anything. Yeah. It's like insight. Insight to something that they don't know or why did he tell me that? Why did he feel so strongly about, you know, uh, or he or she, you know, I mean it's a realtor or women realtor as well. Um, yeah. but uh, why did she tell me or you know, I don't know, it's it, you're looking I think it, it's a friend. That's what a friend would do. That's what yeah. That's, that's what a good friend would do. That's what a good friend would do. Yeah, it's it's tell you it, like where to go, where not to go, and stuff like that. And uh, also, a friend would tell you, "I don't know." It, it's like it's perfect example of what you did even here on the podcast, on the late podcast. Uh, the that you were talking about, you know, car sales. It's like I don't know car sales. You know, being able yeah. to say that, and yeah. I don't know. It's for me, from my perspective, it's like you're right. It looks it looks great. It looks oh, great good. and being able to and being able to uh, tell people what they don't want to hear. It's actually um, one of the again. I think it creates more expertise for any or any any salesperson listening to this. 
uh, well, first of all, thank you for making it to 43 minutes. Second, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's something that you want to, you know, uh, apply into your uh, sales, um, you know, mojo, whatever that is. And, you know, being honest with people and, you know, being Zig Ziglar and, uh, you know, a bunch of guys that like Jordan Bellinger himself, you know, bringing ethics to sales. It's it's what we want, you know. Um, yeah. it's, it's what people are looking for. And I think that's uh, a lot of attribu attribution to what you're doing and why you're doing so well in real estate. Now, you, you also have some programs. Um, um, you're very knowledgeable in, in, in this uh, industry. So you have some programs that you train people. It's called Agent Pro Academy. Can you tell, can you tell the people a little yeah. bit about that, about what it is yeah, it that so, you do? You know, I, uh, I came from a background of training. Like when I worked with you, that was a big part of what I did: manage, train, educate, that kind of thing. And so, I love that, and that's something I'm real passionate about. Uh, and, and so, getting into real estate, like I, I spent the last, I don't know, seven or eight years getting really good at what I do. And I'm like, oh, now I now I know what I need to know to go out and teach people. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing with Agent Pro uh, Agent Pro Academy. Uh, it's just AgentProAcademy.com, and it's it's online training, it's video training, it's it's in its like pre-launch stage, depending on when you're cool. watching this. Cool. And so it's just teaching teaching agents because you get your real estate license. You're like, okay, I know everything I need to know how to you know sell real estate. And then you go try to sell real estate and you don't because yeah. in real estate school, they teach you the legal stuff. They don't teach you how to go get leads. It's nothing about right. that. And, and so much of real estate is it's a contact sport. It's more contacts you have, the more closings you'll have. And, but where do you get these people? If you move to a new area or you're, you, know, you don't know anyone, like where do you find a buyer? Where do you find a seller? Mm -hmm. Once you find a buyer, how do you get them to be your buyer? Like, how do mm -hmm. you do that? Like, what, and then once you have a buyer, how do you make sure they stay your buyer? And how do you close deals? And how do you follow up? And how do you, you know, all that kind of stuff. How do you manage your yeah. time? Yeah. How do you do your taxes? Like, most, yeah. the biggest expense is an is a entrepreneur or a self-employed person or, or whatever, or a business owner is taxes. And a lot of people don't realize right. that. They don't think about right. that. And right. they're thinking about cutting their marketing and cutting their whatever, and they're not thinking about taxes. So there's so many fa facets that I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> and so now I'm taking that and putting it into like a as concise as I can possibly do to train oh, wow. other agents so they can go in and go, okay, well, I want to learn how to do Facebook. I want to learn how to do YouTube and Instagram, and I want to learn how to save money on taxes. You yeah. Know, because uh, – or I want to learn how to uh, – get more buyers or get more sellers mm -hmm. or how to video from your phone or whatever it is, mm -hmm. the things that I know I do really well, mm -hmm. I want to, you know, be able to spread that and, uh, you know, yeah. uh, teach agents because, and then eventually I'd like to kind of use it to get people into real estate because real estate can be a solution for your dead end job. And it can be a solution for not being able to go to your kid's field day in the middle of the day on a Tuesday because you got to be at work. Right, and so stuff so, like that. I'm sorry. Is uh, stuff like that's really important because the lifestyle I have now could never have happened in my previous career. You know, it, and it's crazy that you say that because a lot of people cannot handle the um, what? How's that? What's that word? The individual, not the individuality. The being by yourself. A lot, a lot. Okay. What, what was your? Because um, uh, I wanted to get into statistics and all that stuff, and like with real estate and what you're seeing where it's going. But whenever you started this career, what what was one of the hardest things that you kind of experienced? I had no idea what to do. Like yeah. I, 
because I was really good at what I did before. I worked with you. Like, you you, you knew me. You yeah, saw that. Right, right. And you saw me in, like, some of my lower positions. Like, right. you know, I was really good at that. And so it was really difficult for me to go to leave something that I knew I was an expert in and I was exceptional in to something that I knew nothing about. And so yeah. I thought that I would be able to go into this new world and instantly I'm like, okay, I can do it. Yeah. And it, that was not the case. Really? Uh, not With at all. You? It was incredible. Really? See, I even, you even think that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like, you're no, just so, I, I feel like you're just so, not, not pragmatic is not the word, but just so like, not calculated would be the word. Analytical and calculated. It's just like, doom, 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 doom. And that, it was, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was hard. It was really? incredibly hard. It, a couple of things. So, First, I saw my brother be really successful in it, and he made it look easy. Mm-hmm. And my being a older brother, I was like, if he can do it, of yeah. course I can do it. Right. So that was that was false. <laughs> and right. so, which I did. Now I'm good at it. But he'd been at it for like probably three or four years at the time, maybe yeah. longer. Yeah. When I got into it. Um, secondly, there's very little. Mm-hmm. Rest there's very in peace, little, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, they there's very little training like there's yeah. a, there's not a ton of training there's not a mm-hmm. ton of i remember i got into it they're like well cold call like what do you i don't know what cold calling is like i know what cold calling is but where do i get the numbers from do i just start yeah. going down the phone book and start calling people and then once yeah. i get somebody on the phone what, what on earth do i say yeah. and so like it was i'm like yeah okay whatever i'll do whatever it takes to be successful but you're just telling me to cold call well, where do mm-hmm. the numbers come from? What do I say to them? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how that works. And so, mm-hmm. and then I worked, I, I went on a team for a little bit and they were, they were, you know, okay at, at teaching, but they didn't teach the whole, they didn't teach hardly at all. Right. And so I wasn't really getting better. Mm-hmm. And then I left that team and then I was individual for a while, still had no idea what I was doing. Right. And I was like, I gotta get, I gotta find a better, another team that would teach yeah. me, coach me, like develop me. So I went to like the head of that brokerage at the time, and it's a, it wasn't Coldwell Banker Apex that I met with. Mm-hmm. Now it's a different one. And I went to the head. I said, Hey, you know, I'm I'm I need another team. I'm not making it. I don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I need a team that's gonna help coach me. And they said, Oh, I would talk to these three people, talk to them, picked one, and then that blew up in a burst of flames uh, again because nice. I was bringing more business to the team than they were bringing to me. I'm like, this doesn't even, and you're not even teaching me how to do it. Like I'm going and break, <laughs> I'm going out in the world and breaking shit. Like I'm blowing right. stuff up. I'm breaking right. it because right. no one's telling me how to do this. Right. And I'm like a very teachable person. And yeah. I, yeah. And so, and I left that team. And then when I left that team, I'm like, okay, I think I know enough to, to be successful on my own. And then I've been, you know, doing my own thing since then. And that was years and years ago. And now I have a team. And now that's one of the things that I'm like, I'm not going to be those people. Like I'm not going to, just because you're, just because you're successful as an individual in real estate doesn't mean you should have a team because it's a very Mm -hmm. very different mindset. Like you need to teach Mm -hmm. people, you need to develop people. You need to make them feel good when they're good at stuff. And you need to tell them when they screw shit up too. Right. And so like, that's just where, you know, anyways. And so finally I made it. So it probably wasn't until, three years into real estate that I told myself, okay, I'm going to be good at this. Wait, hold on. So you decided you were going to be good? No, I oh, wait, couldn't wait, wait. tell myself. 
Oh, you couldn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't tell myself that I was going to be, I didn't feel like I was going to be successful in real estate until probably the third year. Okay. So it was a decision. For the entire time. It wasn't a decision. It was just like my mind. I'm like, I'm not good at this. I'm horrible oh, okay. at this. That's I'm a, not going to okay. get enough business to, to, to support my life for probably that first three years. And then probably the third year was finally, I was probably able to sit back and go, okay, everything's going to be okay. And I'm good at this now. I'm good enough you, to keep yeah. building on what I've done. Okay. And you, it's how, and how many years have you been doing this? Like probably since 2015, 2015, it's almost 10 years. Holy is crap. it? Yeah. I mean, it's 2022. Well, three years away. It's seven years, you know? Yeah. 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 Seven, seven years. That's crazy, um, man. Yeah. And, and so, and that came from a place of like, I was really confident in what I did before and I knew I was really good. And so going into something that I knew nothing about, I thought I was going to automatically be good at it and it was going to be easy and it was incredibly mm-hmm. difficult. That's crazy. Uh, well, it's, it's crazy hearing it from you that I know you, probably not for the people, but I know you. So it's just like, I mean, it, it, it only shows you that any entrepreneurship or any business that you kind of go into does have its challenges for absolutely everyone. Yeah. Like there is not a thing that you won't experience whenever you're, especially you're starting your business. Like, um, and would you say there was, you know, you talked about a mindset shift, but would you say there was like a particular client or a breakthrough or an event? Yeah, that there was one moment. And so okay. it's funny that you said that right when you started talking, oh. I was, I was remembering it. So, okay. um, I was paying for these leads and the leads were like a, uh, it was, uh, it was a company that would run ads for, we'll buy your house for cash. And then the leads would come through and it would go to, like investors would get the leads and real estate agents would get the leads. And I'd call yeah, and say, yeah. hey, you know, I, I, I have investors that'll buy your house for cash. Like, let me set an appointment. Let me show you the different options. I can show you how to sell it for cash to my investor. I can, uh-huh. I can show you how we can, uh, you know, sell it for retail as well. Yeah, and retail yeah. would be hiring a real estate agent and selling it for, you know, market value or whatever. And I go in there and I'm fighting with this guy and we're going back and forth. And he's like, he wants to, he wants me to charge like, uh, 30% of what my, what I would normally charge mm-hmm. 30%. So 60% Jesus. discount. And, Jesus. and I'm sitting there and fighting with him and fighting with him. And he's a and wholesaler, it, right? It's like a, no, like a this is an owner of a home. He owns Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Owns the home, lives in the home. <laughs> And uh, I'm going in there. The guy's just, he's real just agitated. I'm getting agitated. I was like, yeah, I'll do it for this, this, like this fee or whatever. And I walk out of there and I get in my car and I'm like, you know what? And on the drive home, I thought, I'm never going to call that guy again. If he calls me back and he wants me to list his home, it's what I charge. I'm not doing any kind of discounts. Or I'm... (laughs) I'm just going to walk. I don't need his business. I don't want right, his business. Right. I didn't get into this to deal with people like him because uh-huh. he's going to, he's going to be a pain in my ass for the next six months. Do I want that? Or do I want to work with people that actually value me? Mm. So that was the moment where I was like, Hey, I'm not going to fight people. Like mm-hmm. I, like there was a, I was listening to a podcast the other day and I don't remember where it came from, but it was like, stop, what was it stop trying to convince people to like stop trying to stop trying to something Mm -hmm. for people that don't want your help okay 
Okay. And so I don't remember. It was it was more poetic than that. Right, 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 right. It, it, it was basically like if somebody doesn't want your help, move on to somebody that wants your help. And Cheers. so and that carries over with everything because yeah. it's if I'm sitting across from somebody and I have to convince them how good I am, should I really spend my time on somebody that who who knows how good I am and I don't have to convince them? Right. Right. And so that's right. where uh that's kind of where that that yeah. came from. And he never called me. He never called me. I never called him. I was like, I'm never following up with this guy. It, I don't want anything to do with him. It, it's crazy you're you're talking about that. I don't know if you've ever read the book. Uh, obviously, Matthew McConaughey is well known here in the United States. Uh, oh, yeah. And all over the world. <clears throat> but uh, he's a movie star. And have you read his book, uh, Green Lights, by uh, chance? I've heard uh, about it. it. It's new, right? So. It's it's newer, yeah. It's uh, his book. He basically kind of goes back and just uh, he has like this journal that he's kept for years, and he just kind of goes and uh, talks about all these uh, events that he's kind of gone through. Amazing story. Okay. But you explained that one thing that's kind of like reciprocal to one of the things that he says, and not to ruin the book or anything, or this won't ruin it. But I how he won't got, ruin it. <laughs> but if you ever do, I'll, I'll just tell you about it. Uh, yeah, what. Uh, one of the things that he said about even like Las Vegas, uh, he said that Las Vegas isn't or you won't or no, no, Las Vegas. I'm sorry. Los Angeles. That's where he's at. The movie stuff. So he said that if you want to start working in like as a movie star and stuff like that, you got to like there's got to be a point. You've got to not want to. You got to not want to do it like you got to have that freedom of like. Like, I don't want, I don't really want that. And then after the, so like one of the things that he did was his mentor, he told him, he's like, you want to work in Hollywood? He's like, uh, go and, and try not to work on Hollywood. Go live your life. Go do something else. Like you got to not want it until you don't want it. That's whenever you get it or something like that. So like kind of like in, cor in correlation to what you were doing. So one of the things that he did, he grabbed the mic. Uh, he was about to go to this thing or whatever, but instead his mentor told him, he's like, grab a motorcycle and just drive drive around the United States and then get the part. You know, it's like, don't care about the deal. And that's how it comes. I don't know. There's a, a maybe like an energy element to it or, uh, you know, existence definitely or whatever. Yeah, uh -huh. there's definitely some truth to that. So uh -huh. in sales, if I go in and like, let's say I'm going to an appointment and I'm going to, I want to, I'm, I'm going to uh, interview to list somebody's house for sale. Mm -hmm. I'm okay not getting that listing. Mm -hmm. I would love their business. See, that's what I would it love is. the income. Yeah. I would love, I would appreciate their business, but right. I don't have to have their business. Mm -hmm. Like, my bills will get paid whether I have that particular listing or not. Right. And that ability to go in and be comfortable and confident whether I get it or not and my willingness to tell them what I believe they need to hear, whether they like it or not, mm -hmm. I think is a very powerful thing to be able to do. But you mm -hmm. have to build your real estate business to be right. able to do that. And Correct. so it's a weird, you know, right. as a new agent, I'm, I bet everyone knew I was desperate to get business. Like, right. I, I want your business. I want your business. I want right, everyone's business. Right, right. And now, like, I have a policy now. It's called the no asshole policy. I don't work with assholes. <laughs> that's amazing. I'll really? refer it out. I'll refer it out to another agent that's an asshole. <laughs> to, I'm like, y'all get Keller along. Williams. 
Yeah, I mean, well, just other agents. I'm just, I'm just kidding. And, uh, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's just I don't have time for that. I, yeah. I choose not to have time for that. Right. And that's where you know, there's definitely truth to that because, right. you know, if you, like, think about a business owner. Like I have, I have clients that are presidents of companies, CEOs of companies, founders of companies, owners of companies. These are people that know people. Right? Mm-hmm, right. So like, I feel like I know people pretty well because I've interviewed thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in my, in my job prior to real estate, um, I've interviewed thousands of people. I've hired and fired hundreds. Mm-hmm. So I have a pretty good read of people. Well, mm-hmm. think about somebody on a very different scale. Think about somebody that's ahead of a billion dollar company, which I was mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. What kind of experience mm-hmm. do you think they have with people? Do you think they can read through your BS? Oh, do you think 100%. they can they can feel if you're desperate? They, can, they know when it. you're coming. <laughs> yeah, they they can probably smell you when you walk around the corner. Right, right. Think about this. Think about you're a seller, and yeah. you are um, you're negotiating. Your real estate agent is negotiating on your behalf, mm-hmm. and they're the agent's income for that mm-hmm. particular listing has no bearing on their bills for the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have another agent that if they don't get your house sold in the next two weeks, they're going to miss their mortgage payment. Mm. What agent do you want? I want the one you that's want the, chill. That's, that's good. Right? Yeah. 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 I want hey, the one that's Hey, if, if you have out. time to sell this over the next six months, I have time to sell this over the next six months. There's a lot of agents that it, it's my industry, so I, I, I could shit yeah. on a little bit. Right, There's no, a lot please. of agents out there, and I was one of them that uh-huh. was paycheck to paycheck. Uh-huh. You know, it was like pay, it was paycheck to credit card to paycheck to credit card to credit card to credit card to paycheck. And I get that I was there. But mm-hmm. if I was hiring somebody, I would want to know that they have the time that I have. So if I want to take extra time to sell my house or whatever, or I want to negotiate harder, we can do that. And so that's... Uh, you know, that's one of those things I can walk into a room and go, okay, you know, I'm comfortable not getting this deal. If you're, mm. an, you're, if you're a jerk, Even with if a you're big unpleasant, asset like that. <laughs> yeah, if you're unpleasant to me or you're not willing to value my opinion, like I get it if we don't agree on the same thing. If I say, hey, I think we should price here and they want to price here and they're going, nope, you're definitely wrong. There's no way it's worth that. Yeah. It's how you approach it. Not, it's not what it is. Uh-huh. There's plenty uh-huh. of clients that I'm like, I want to list here. They want to list here. And then we're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's break it down and figure out where we need to be. Well, mm-hmm. let's have a conversation about it. But if, if we're going to play the game of you're right and I'm wrong, then we'll, why, why am I even here? I do this for a living. You right. don't. Right. If you don't want my right. advice, I don't want to be here. Because that's what makes me really good is, is what I'm willing to tell you, what I know, my experience, and, and the quantity of business we do. Like that's, That should be beneficial to you. If you don't see that, we're probably not going to get along, so might as well move on right. now. <laughs> right, so. right, no, no, and that's a, and I think that's the best attitude to have. And uh, like even uh, people that I've had on this podcast previously that own restaurants and stuff like that, they have the same policy. It's like, it's like I just don't. Actually, this particular guy has a no politics in his restaurant policy. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, so he's just like he's just like if people start getting too rowdy and stuff like that. He just doesn't like that and actually like kicks them out. So you have to be. Yeah, you know, stirring it and have to have you know, you know, care for yourself enough to have some sort of standard and yeah, don't go just, below that. 
Yeah, just, I mean, if I had a restaurant, just think if, if somebody came in my home and started kicking my dog, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, that's not Or they came in and, you know, started being mean to my, my wife or my yeah. other friends that are here. Like, dude, that's you no don't bueno. need to be here. Like, go. Right. Like, restaurants the same way, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, so it's... People. But you have to be, at least I, I have, some people probably have the uh, strength to do it before they're successful, but I felt... I had a really hard time. Well, it's hard. I wanted everyone's business until I I was able to like, okay, I can support myself now. Now I can say no. You know, yeah, exactly. And it, what is it? I think it's another guy, Dan Locke. I don't know if you know who he is. He's like some like Uh guru guy, um, like on YouTube. But he's like, whenever I first started my business, he's like, I told people, totally lied, like unethical, right? But he's like, I told people uh, that I wasn't available until like a month later. And, like, that created, like, you know, that whole, like, you know, kind of, like, games yeah, and stuff and like that, you know. But it's hard, definitely super hard because you don't have the knowledge to be able to do that or yeah. stand your ground or, yeah, I don't know. It, I think with scheduling your time, you can definitely do that from the beginning, and I did. Okay, okay. Um, that's one of the reasons I met my wife. Oh, I okay. had, uh, so we went, to, we, we grew up together, but we never hung out, and uh-huh. this kind of, how saying no to things right saying no right. to things scheduling your time i'm not available now but i can do it later or whatever right and that, mm-hmm. this is, this hard, is another moment that changed yeah. my entire life and uh-huh. i had it was i don't know what day it was but it was a a friend of mine had was like having a birthday party at his house mm-hmm. and he invited me and i was like oh yeah i'll go that sounds fun you know i i was it was you know, after my brother passed away and I was, I was like, I need these other times to like relax me or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, absolutely. I'll I'll be there. And I had a client call me and this is when I was on a team, that first team. And I had a client call me and that client goes, you know, Hey, they, or they texted me or whatever. And they said, Hey, a property just came up on the market. I need to see it right away. I need to see it tonight. I said, unfortunately, I'm not available to see it tonight. Um, Mm. how about tomorrow morning or whatever? Um, or I can find another agent to show you the property. Mm. And, I go to the party. I run into Tiffany. What? I, yep. <laughs> I had not seen her since high school, probably. I ran into her there. I asked her out for, to coffee. We're married. That what? team, that next Monday or whatever, said, did you tell this buyer that you were unavailable and that you had an appointment? What appointment did you have? I said, I had a, birthday, a friend's birthday party. They're like, yeah. are you kidding me? You turned down a buyer because of a birthday party? I said, yeah, I had an appointment. If I had an appointment with her, I would have told the birthday party no. But I had a birthday party appointment, so I told her no. I gave her some other options. I had her, you know, gave her other options with other agents. And they're like, and the the owner of the team said, I've been prioritizing real estate over everything else for the last 15 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what you need to do too. I'm like, we're not a good fit. And... (gasps) I was like, I was like, this is not it. And I'm like, you know, who run who runs their life that way? If that's right. how you treat treat your time and that it's wrong. Like that, right. I, there's no if ands or buts in my mind. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to cancel on your friends and family mm-hmm. for your business, what does that say about you? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so that was that was another like moment where I too was too much like, pragmatism, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, it's just, it, it was like, you know, no, this, this ain't going to work. Right. You know? And then I left, I was like, you know, this, that's, if, if first off, you're, you're not going to tell me how to, how to run my life. 
Like right, that's not, right. you know, that's not how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And because um, you're the one putting in your time too. Oh yeah, yeah. And his his family has fallen apart at the time too. He didn't know I knew uh, this, but okay, okay. Um, it was it was that there and was I personal issues and okay. it was not on me. It was on right, him. right. No, no, right. But right, he's trying right. to tell me how to run my life. I was like, no, no, you're not going to tell me what to it do with my personal life. It usually stems out of some personal, oh, yeah. trying it, to take it out on other yeah. people. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was something like that. And, and you know, yeah. I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, bye-bye. That's crazy. Like, I got to go. I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> That's good. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, and he, uh, I don't know how long later, but at, later he'd reach out to me and ask me out for beers or something and wanted me to come join him again. I'm like, respectfully, no. <laughs> You know. I love that. I love I that. Like, well, no. I mean, well, people can, you know, can kind of tell whenever they're, you know, especially in an organization like, you know, organization structured like real estate, which is very similar to I mean, any business, but also insurance kind of in independent stuff like that. It's you want to make sure that you're giving the person enough freedom to where they can do what they want, but not enough. It's a like you're a leader right now in managing people and agents and stuff like that. What is that fine line? Like how, how do you manage a business that is so solopreneur, but also based off of companies and partnerships that you work with? Um, so real estate is, uh, most people are independent contractors, mm-hmm. so they can do whatever they want. I mean, you can choose not to do business with them, mm-hmm. but when it comes to their time and their, um, I mean, we're real hands off. Like it's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm here to train you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to coach you, but I'm not here to tell you what time to go to work. I'm not here right. to tell you how to run your life. I'm not t- here to tell you to cancel on your friends. Like that's not my place. And that's out mm-hmm. of a being human, but that's also out of, uh, legally, like mm-hmm. legally <laughs> independent contractors. Yeah. You can't Can tell not. them when to come to work. Like it's, right. but it's, it's more just being a human. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's how, who am I to tell you that my idea of how you should run your life is better than your idea of how you should run your life. Right. It's a very it's, arrogant way to approach. Right. Things. Egotistical. I don't know your life. I don't right. know your life. I don't know the stuff that you deal with. I remember mm-hmm. I was in a club at that previous career. I was in a location and this manager, like I was a regional manager and this was a, a local manager. And so they started this, this employee came in late and they started just bitching about the employee, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wasn't even in the club, but they, they said, oh, he's late. He's always late, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, that's not my place. You're the manager. Mm-hmm. You should be managing this. Um, and secondly, have you asked him why he's late? Cause I'd talked to this individual before and I got to know him and he had a special needs, uh, like brother or sister or something that was older than uh-huh, him. Uh-huh. Like they, 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 they had like the mental neat like level of like a five or 10 year old, but they were like mm-hmm. 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. And he was part, he was one of the caretakers for his older, much larger brother, or sister, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you know that he's, he's one of the caretakers of his special needs sibling? And the manager's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that I said, detail. so is it, is it, is it okay for him to be late? Well, probably not, but do you might want to understand why he was late mm-hmm. and maybe you'd have a little bit more compassion around why he's late. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, I, I, I couldn't imagine being a high school kid 
having to be a caretaker of a sibling, of a special needs sibling. Like you're, like that's you're, like you're, a, you're like a dad or a mom, or yeah, a, or a guardian. Like imagine the emotion, like all right. the stuff that he deals with, and he's coming in here to work, and right. you're gonna, you're immediately gonna beat him down because he was late. Like I get it, you need to be on time, but like right. a little compassion, like maybe right. asking why, like hey, what's going on? Everything okay? Anyway, so like stuff that's like crazy. that, just like you know, be human, be human, that, be real. Like everyone has demons, everyone has shit they're dealing with. So right, you know. It, it, it's it's crazy because well not crazy in fact uh it's to someone that works in a company because uh, i like to think and you probably know this um or uh, many people think that our good leaders think like this that you do not quit the job you quit the person you quit the people the leadership that you're that you're working for um yeah. or um you know, obviously there's situations that, you know, that have nothing to do with that. But for the most part, if you want to quit or leave a job, it's because um, of the person or the people that you're working uh, for mm-hmm. and treating people good and treating people like human beings is like, I don't know if you know, Marcus, uh, no, what is it? Marcus Limonis, I think is his name. People process products like people are always first people, not the client, but the people working within the organization. Huh? And uh, it's that's just being a humanitarian is actually just caring. Simon Sinek even talks about saying uh, instead of going in, you know, to a situation thinking that, you know, everything and ask, why is it that you did this? I mean, going back to the same thing that you even do with your clients, like you ask, like, OK, why is it that you want to just go in, uh-huh. you know, that attention to detail and uh I, don't know, I, th- I wanted to ask that because there's many people right now in organizations that feel like they cannot get out or have no control. And there's definitely proper companies that run organizations like yourself that do these things and actually care about these people and or care about people. And it's not just a number. Yeah, there's a there's a saying that when I was when I was more of a manager and that, like that was my primary mm-hmm. uh, job. There was a there's a saying in in anything is like the customer always comes first and I mm-hmm. I was like no that's a lie I said your your right. people your your employees right. your team members come first every 100%. time hundred percent and and the reason being is because if your team members don't come first then they can't take care of your customers okay so if your team ne- team members know that you're going to take your customers side or you're going to prioritize your customer over the team member yeah. What kind of relationship is that? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, sometimes your team members are wrong. Sometimes customers are wrong. I get it. Sometimes you have team members that do the wrong thing. But at the end of the day, if you don't, if your team members don't come first, is your organization really set up properly? It's like for me no as a manager, when I was a manager or regional manager or whatever, I had to put my team above all everyone else. I put them above their front line. I put them above the customers. Like, if mm-hmm. I take care of them, they'll take care of the business. Mm-hmm. This is 100% true. I can attest to this. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Can, because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, I, if you feel like I'm beating you down, then yeah. how are you going to treat the customers? Mm-hmm. Probably not very well. If, you're, if you now have frontline employees and you're a manager and I'm your regional manager and I treat you like crap, how are you going to treat your frontline? And how is your front line going to feel when they interact with your customer? Right. Right. It's crazy. You know, and and, I don't, I, I don't uh, feel like people talk about that. I'm like, I don't understand. No, uh, that it, seems really it, simple to me. 
<laughs> I, and again, it's human. Again, it's back to the, I think it's a, I don't know, man. Maybe it comes from home or how you grew up or how you developed yourself. But I don't know. Again, back to the same thing that you taught me a long time ago is attention to detail. You know, asking the why and actually just caring and actually yeah. genuinely caring. Um, and I don't know. It's such a good conversation, man. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, you know, I, I had a... Uh, I had one thing I wanted to ask you about. So uh, you're one of the things that, uh, you know, talk about one of your successes. Um, uh, you, t I remember one time being like going like on Google or something like that, or you posted something that you sold this million dollar house or something like that, this really big project that y'all got to kind of promote and stuff like that. You know what? Obviously, don't, I don't know if you can talk about who it was or anything, but I saw you that were promoting some big house. Or um, is that like a like a? I guess my question is, what what that what was that like? Is that like a normal thing to be promoting big houses? It was on fun. Newspapers I mean, and, it was it was like a one percent of one percent house. Like it was. Everyone yeah. says all oh, the one percent. I'm like, no, nah, that was the one percent of the one. Wasn't like, it, it like was in the a, Dallas Morning News or something like that? Or like, oh, probably it was. I mean, it, it was a really special property. It was a very right. special, very unique property, um, and it, it was fun. It was a blast. I, I, mm -hmm. My biggest lesson that I try to teach other agents from because mm -hmm. agents that have been in the business for a while that that I I've experienced some of them are like oh the, the wealthy people are all assholes i'm like no th like that sounds kind of like racism to me it's like saying Ooh, like true you're you know uh where true. are you originally from i, I just from dropped through a blank no honduras. no no honduras from honduras, honduras. yeah so yes. that's like <laughs> saying let's use that for example that's like saying everyone from honduras is really nice and every yeah. american is an asshole that's racism so how 100%. can you say every rich person or wealthy person is an asshole, and every poor person is nice. Like it's it, there's no difference, and, and 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 that's what I was like. There are assholes that are poor, and there are assholes that are rich. There are really nice people that are poor, and there's really nice people that are rich. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is more important to me than than the other piece. And so people are like, oh, you know, the super wealthy people that have houses like that, they're all horrible to work with. I'm like, these guys were awesome. Yeah. Like the owners of the house were fabulous. There was, yeah. I mean, we just, we had a great experience with it. I mean, it was a yeah. incredibly challenging, uh, <laughs> challenging property just because yeah. of the complexity and the price and all that kind of stuff. But, um, how much that did was it, the, or what was the figure? Can you talk about that? So, or? yeah. So we, we sold it off. So we had it on the public market and it was pulled off the public market and it sold while it was off the public market. So I can't disclose the price that it sold for, uh -huh. because Texas is a non-disclosure state. Okay, so, fair. that's fair. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, I don't remember what the last list price was, but I mean, it was it was many millions. I mean, it was a. Oh wow! I think because I, mean, I, I did see it, and that's why I brought it out because I did see it like not only on your story, but I did see it like pop up on like the Dallas thing, like as I read yeah, probably. the articles. And so I was just like, "What? Like <laughs> that's pretty it was wild. a bonkers like, <laughs> house. Like it was just." It the was house beautiful. Was just, uh, it it was is cool. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And and that's where like talking about getting comfortable, like I was super comfortable in that house. Like I spent yeah. so much time in that house that it felt like my house. Right. Cuz it was they had moved out of it um and we were responsible for basically managing everything and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and it was Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it was that house was awesome. And people ask me to this day, can you imagine living in a house like that? And I'm like, 100%. Really? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, 100%. It's got I mean, would I buy a house like that is a different conversation. But when people ask me, because like the total livable square feet was like 21,000 square feet or something. I was thinking like 10. My yeah, God. I mean, the, yeah, the, just the main house. There were four buildings on the property. And the main house, I think, was, I don't remember. It was a lot. Maybe the main house was 10,000. Maybe it was four. Anyways, it was a lot of square feet. And so, This is like, here in Texas too, right? Like this yeah, is, yeah, it was on Grapevine Lake. Uh, it, had the, it had one of the best views in DFW. That's cool. And, uh, That's cool. And, and so, like, I just love that because, like, I'm a very, like, mind in the sky. Like, I, like... I'm, I'm a very like you're you're the same way you're like mm -hmm. I, you know i i always have when i do classes and i use my laptop my background's a jet and it's it's usually the the, the newest gulf stream that you can buy and yeah, it's always my back it's always yeah. my my and or it's like it's like the inside of a rolls royce or something and people are like yeah why do you have an inside of a rolls royce i'm like because I want to see what the inside. I want to. I want right. to get it in my mind what it's going to be like to drive right. in the back of a Rolls Royce or be inside of a Gulfstream or you know that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so to to have the opportunity. I actually did that with get... the Genesis, by the way. I actually did that with the Hyundai Genesis. I haven't gotten it yet, but I actually did go drive on just because of that. Uh, yeah. Like imagination, yeah. visualization. Set your, stuff. you know, like... set the goal, and so. Like with that, so that was really fun for me, not only to sell the house and it be like yeah. a, it, like, a, you know, I don't know, a feather in the hat kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a saying. Uh, yeah. It was like, I got so comfortable There's in that right house <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. I got so comfortable in that house that there's no, there's no houses that would really like, uh, that would really make me uncomfortable. Mm, I would be okay. able to walk into a house and be really comfortable. And that was one of the things that I, I tell other agents like, Oh, how do I get in luxury? I'm like, get comfortable with it. Like go yeah. into, when you see open houses or you see new builds and they're really high end, go get comfortable in those houses because yeah. the more comfortable you are, the more, the more natural you look and understand, and ask the builder like, Hey, show me some of the things that's special about this house that I wouldn't find in a regular house. Yeah. Those are the things that make that stuff different, and you have to understand that to be able to market it and sell it and explain it and all that. So, right. but yeah, that I mean, I could draw, I could take a piece of paper and draw out the whole everything about that house. Oh wow, that's, that's what, how it, familiar it, it, I was with it. Again, the, your attention to details for me, it's impeccable. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that and that's what I think. What, that's what people like. Uh, I mean, even whenever I was trying to do like a rental home with you, um, a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. Like I remember, it is that you you took time to you know care and ask about these little things, but you've always also liked, uh, and I've always actually appreciated this about you. You've always liked luxury. You've always liked nice mm -hmm. things. You've always been appreciative of nice cars, nice watches, uh, you know, sailing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what is that? What What are you rocking now? What are you rocking? Omega. Omega. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice little Omega. There see. you go. Oh, hold on. What? What? No, no. You could see it perfectly. Actually, go. the camera focused it perfectly. What? What is it? What is it about these nice things? What is it about the nice things that you know that you like? Obviously, you can afford them and you know have the lifestyle to live at that level, right? But what I is it no about idea. it? Like, I have no idea. 
That's well, it's awesome. like watches. So, so watches are no one needs a watch, and my I have an Apple Watch, and my Apple Watch is a better watch for everything. It's more accurate right. for time. Correct. It shows me what the weather is. It sends me text messages. But I've always liked. I don't know. I have no idea. I had a, I, I, so I found I had when I was going through photos. I found a photo of. My mom in the hospital bed when my brother was born, I was sitting in the hospital bed with them, like a picture of all three of us, right? Yeah. And I was wearing a watch at two. I was two years old. And wow. it was an adult watch. It was like a sport watch. It wasn't a fancy watch. But like, who, like whose idea was that? Because that was, that was clearly my idea when I was two that I wanted a watch. Right, right. And somehow I convinced, I sold my parents on getting me a watch. <laughs> I, have no, I don't know why. I know I did from you just so, built yeah. in you or something. <laughs> yeah, and then I think uh, so. I've always I've always had a watch. Like even in elementary school, I wore a watch. Elementary school, middle school, high school, I always wore a watch. It was like a fossil mm-hmm. back then or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I love just fossil, but too. And I remember uh, Pierce Brosnan was the first like James Bond for me, uh-huh. and he wore an Omega Seamaster. Uh, Classic. And I always wanted one. Classic. Of and I I remember. Uh, I bought my first one in probably 2009, maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've had a ton of. I don't collect watches; like I only have one nice watch, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll, well, I'll buy them and, and whatever. And I, I, I I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big watch guy. Like I actually have my little. Uh, I don't have super expensive watches. More, it's more for me. It's more more sentimental. Like my little like uh, this is a gift. Uh, this is the move or was it movement? I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, MVMT. My, my girlfriend, I got my Seiko. This one I've actually had particularly in uh, uh, for since I started sales insurance. So every time I put it yeah. on, it was like yeah. I got superpowers and I wanted to go close deals. And I got some other ones in there. Nothing crazy expensive, yeah. but it's like for me, like watches, it's like my dad gives it to me. And it's like it's a gift of time. I don't know. It's like it's like yeah, for me, it's so, like a weird like connection to it. Like yeah, <laughs> the so I, I've always loved watches. So I can't explain mm-hmm. why I, I. But as I, mm-hmm. I learn more about watches, like this watch, it's an automatic watch, mm-hmm. and so what that means is there's no batteries, mm-hmm. and as long as I keep moving, mm-hmm. there's a little weight in here. The movement that moves. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so that weight is how the watch winds. Uh-huh. And so I've, and I've always been mesmerized by like grandfather clocks. Cause I felt like you've made it once you have a grandfather clock in your house. It's a weird thing. I don't know why you think you, you really like, you've made it like you've like, you're like, you're or, like made it in one sense, like life or no, just like, <laughs> I was like, okay, they got a grandfather clock. <laughs> They've done What's well. Well, right. It's, it's a, a weird thing. I don't know. But I, this, for me, yeah. So I was going to say, like, for me, it's like the how it's made. Because I've actually, yeah. well, the interesting part, I've actually worked on this particular watch. It's the Seiko? The Seiko. I've, yeah. It's not running properly. Like, the this, the little speed, whatever, timing seconds is running properly. Uh-huh. But, like, the watch itself is not. But I just, I don't know, it's just, like, the detail behind it and, like, how it's made. Like, how it can track time by just a movement. And it, I don't know. I don't know. That's what. That's one of the things that this is a grandfather uh-huh. clock miniaturized. Uh huh. Like there's oh, no electronics. Okay. In it. Okay. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. gears right, right. and springs and 
magic. And it's just like yeah. the, but it's also one of the cool things about a watch that I really like is it's one of the few things that will outlive us. Like my phone won't outlive me, my shoes won't outlive me, the furniture, most of our furniture these days is relatively disposable. But this, 100%. no matter how old it is, it's always going to have value. Yes. And so it's one of those few things that, like, you can hand down to your kids. Yeah, I, I even have, like, a little, like, watch kit right here. Like, yeah. I literally work on this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, so, I agree with you. It's just, like, a weird thing. Yeah, it's, like it's, a, just, it's, like it's a, one of those things. And there's a bunch of reasons I like them. It's like a grandfather mm -hmm. clock miniaturized. It's uh, it's a few pieces of, of kit that mm -hmm. allows a man to uh, have style. So like, uh, there's a saying that says a well a well dressed man nothing stands out. And so, mm. like big gold chains or a grill or like flashy stuff isn't really my style. And right. so me either. Yeah. But what I can show style on is a watch. And a watch tells a lot about, like a, you know, a watch tells person. a lot about a person. Yeah. Yes. What kind of watch is it? What color is it? What brand is it? You know, all of that stuff tells about the person. And so it's one mm -hmm. of those few things that, like, you know, I can, that, that is me mm -hmm. that I can, you know, carry. Right. I don't have earrings or necklaces or purses or, you know, heels or all the stuff that women can wear. It's. Right. You know, a man can have like you know, nice pair of shoes and a watch, and that also you know, people that glasses know, if you wear glasses. Also, the other people that know watches and stuff like that's a good conversation starter because it's like you know about that oh, yeah. particular kind or that French whatever special edition. Like yeah. you know about it. It's like it's like oh, okay, this person either is detailed, does his uh -huh. research, got some money of some sort, whatever the heck it could be. Yeah, you know. But I, I have a, I, one of the things that I like also is uh with watches i don't know why we got on the topic of watches but why did it what, luxury what the heck, you know you were talking about <laughs> right, luxury right, and no. like, i've always liked luxury and why right. i don't know <laughs> so it, it's all built to last actually it's a book um, about building companies it's uh built to last uh successful habits of visionary companies i don't know if you've read it mm -mm. highly recommend it uh, okay. but it's a it's talking about instead of telling time build clocks instead of being the people that just does the meat like sell sell sales uh build a business in a system a clock that runs itself even after you're dead kind of like what you were talking about yeah yeah build a system it's, exactly and that's what a watch is and that's what you're talking about the whole like something that lives after you i think that's what makes it so interesting to me and also that the time like the time i don't know being able to control your time and the i don't know it's yeah, when, I, mean, when, when, I, went, I went, I went, I went to a store. I'm telling you this because I went to a store with a buddy of mine uh, to go check out some watches. We're talking with the guy, and it's like he was like he was looking at us. He's like, "Man, it's like y'all y'all are talking about some sort of drug or something like that." Like, like because it's like watches are cool, you know. It's just it is what it is. But um, you know, we you know we've talked about so many things. How to take care of clients. We talked about. Uh, uh, you know how to sell a property what it takes to really become a good salesman uh how to be a good leader and a human being um one of the last things that i wanted to talk about is uh you know what is it about what am i trying to go with this um well on, on the topic of luxury what is it about because you've done also adventures and what is it uh kind of uh, going on a blank here but um 
you do you know you like watches you like luxury you like uh, all these things what is it about adventure what is it about these things that um appeal to you because one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about is uh planes uh okay. and i don't know if you like i don't know you i don't know if you i know you like planes but what is it about planes as well because i'm trying to get into piloting and what why do you like planes so it's like kind of like an obscure quite obscure question but um, I like, I've always liked vehicles, like cars and motorcycles yeah. and stuff like that. Uh -huh. and, um, a plane's a version of that, so that might be part of it. But I mm -hmm. fell in love with, uh, and commercial travel is, is still pretty cool. Like getting in a mm -hmm. commercial plane and going somewhere rapidly, you know, mm -hmm. five, 600 miles an hour is very new. Like it's a very mm -hmm. new technology that's like mind blowing. Like Tiffany, right. my wife went to uh, she went to Europe uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and like to think that like she went on over the the ocean, like it's mm -hmm. just like that's it's still like mesmerizing that that yeah, exists. Yeah, right. But I I, I I a buddy of mine, he has uh, he's got a plane, and we went and flew. Uh, we were going anyways. He was just making a quick trip up north to Minnesota, and. He's like, you want to come with me? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And so we went from like, we went from like, you know, Dallas area to San Marcos mm -hmm. to Minnesota and back. Mm. And the, um, it was like a time machine. Right. Like being, it was it, because the, the, we did so much in like two and a half days. It was like mind blowing. It was like, whoa. And I liked planes before that too, but right. after that, I'm like, I got to go to flight school. I got to learn to fly, and I did. I, I'm going to flight school. I took some time off because. Oh, I, you are you are yeah. going to flight school? Oh yeah, yeah. I got like 20 oh, hours, wow. 30 hours, something like that. No way. Okay, so there's yeah. a reason why I wanted to ask you this because okay, so you posted yeah. a picture the other day about like uh, I met the president of Botswana or something like oh. that. Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we went. Uh, we flew to uh, – uh, so there's something in flying called the $100 hamburger. And I've heard, yes, what I've, the $100 hamburger yes. is, is it's basically a $10 hamburger and $90 worth of fuel. And so it's just a it's – a, it's a private pilot code for – I'm so glad I asked you about this, by We're the way. just flying to fly. <laughs> it's, and and yes. motorcycles were the same way. Like me and my buddies would take the motorcycles – and we would go fly somewhere, or we'd go fly somewhere. We'd go yeah. ride somewhere. We're like, oh, let's go. Let's find a bar about an hour away, but out out of town. And so we'd go find a bar or a restaurant, and we'd go there. We didn't even care what kind of food they had, but we wanted to ride our motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So we'd mm -hmm. ride. And so it had nothing to do with where we were going. It had to do with how we got there and how, me and it was uh, friends and stuff like right. that. So right. So $100 hamburger is like the, the pilot version of – that it's like it doesn't really matter where we go we just want to go let's have lunch and let's hop in the plane and go get lunch and go fly yeah yeah and a lot of these a lot of these uh, little airports will have a restaurant on on site so we went with hamburgers uh, with yeah it, we didn't even get a hamburger when we went there we got something else but uh usually they have burgers and stuff like that sometimes it's like a, it's usually like a casual eating place and so we i met him at the airport and then that day and uh, we're looking at all the lists of restaurants. And so, again, mm. we didn't know where we were going to go. We didn't know if we were going to go north, south, east, or west. We ended up flying to uh, uh, College Station 
And so we st- oh we gosh. went to College Station, which was about 40, 45 minutes, an hour or something there. And which is crazy because that's like a four hour drive. Right. So again, right. time machine. <laughs> it's crazy. Right, right. So we went, we went like midday. We flew down to there because that restaurant was open. We sat in, in the president of Botswana. His plane was there. Oh. And so we land and we're like, what? And, uh, and then we, we go into a little airport area and go, go get, get the lunch. We're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, I guess the president of Botswana is like meeting some people down here. What? I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and what's funny is, so like uh, all North America, all U.S. planes, tail numbers start with an N. N is in November. So yes, yes. you have an N one two three four five or whatever, and so any that's a, plane that's you pilot, see, that's pilot. Uh, uh, what is it's it? uh, phonetic pilot, alphabet. Phonetic, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's November, it's radio alphabet. So they Pfeiffer. use it. Yeah, <laughs> they use uh, that's anything on the radio is basically right. That. So they use the military and stuff like Correct. that. So, but like in, I want to get anything, the poster. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's easy. Like I downloaded yeah. it on my phone years ago and just memorized it because I I cool. cause sometimes you're See, on the phone I'm with on like the road customer service. <laughs> yeah, yes. sometimes you're on the phone with customer service and they're somewhere else in the world. They're like, you're like, N, okay, M, no, 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 no. N, N yes. is in yes. November, and so right. like have it knowing the phonetic alphabet helps. It's That's why I learned standardized. it. Standardized, right? And uh, and so anyway, so everything starts with the N, and there's. I don't know how many planes there's registered in the U.S., but it's a lot. And this plane had OK one. So OK is okay. the tail number. So instead of an N, it's OK. OK is Botswana. OK. Uh, oh, well, his okay. plane was number one. <laughs> That's what he, I said. OK. Uh-huh. It okay. was funny though, but yeah, but no, his plane was one. And there's only like 20 planes registered in Botswana. Oh wow! So and yeah, his, probably his plane was okay one. Yeah. Okay, then that makes sense. Every I, okay, so I guess each country has their because N their would own, be for yeah. United States. N would yeah, be N November. Is, N is United States. Yeah. That's funny because when I was looking at planes, like every, every single one of them starts with an N, unless yeah. you went overseas. Yep, and then there'll be different different letters. So I'm curious. I know this is gonna prolong this probably like ten more minutes, but. Okay, so you are getting your pilot's li- you're wanting uh-huh. to get your pilot's license. I the reason I wanted to bring it up is particularly with you one you like these adventure things and then the other second uh it, it's uh it's a for me it was like a feeling that I got cuz I got to go on a, I think it was a Piper Cherokee if I'm not mistaking uh okay. 181 something uh, and I got actually got to you know kind of steer it a little bit while uh-huh. I was in the air. It was an intoxicating feeling. Like yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely, yeah. like I, you know, not many humans being get to feel that. But yes, you know, you're that you're going through that in the training. For one, explain that feeling. Second, you know, what is it that you're going? What is it you're going after? Goals after that, or you know, why you want to do it with the plane? Like why you want to fly? So I've, always, is, I've always wanted to get my pilot's license just because it seemed like something This cool is so to do. cool, by the way. <laughs> this is so cool for me. <laughs> this is amazing. So I always wanted to get my pilot's license. Yeah. Even as a kid, I just, I, it was cool. Like what, what, what kid will you say, hey, what do you think of a pilot's license? Like, what do you think of, like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. Right. And so it's always been kind of, 
in the ether yeah. somewhere that I wanted to do. Right. But as soon as I started flying with a buddy of mine, I fell in love. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is incredible. Because right. I had a lot of experience. Um, I mean, I, pro I was probably in his plane... I don't know, 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 oh, wow. hours okay, or so something. You've been, so we flew a okay. lot. Okay. And so I flew with him quite a bit because if like we, if he has some time and he wants to go fly, I'm like, I'm in, like, mm -hmm. uh, I'll go fly with you. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so I had quite a bit of experience, but that's when I mm -hmm. fell in love with it. I'm like, man, this is cool. And that's what made me, that's, that's what made me go out and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start school now. Okay. And it's slow. And, and one of the things with, with time management is saying no to things that are less important. And mm -hmm. so, as I've gotten busy recently, I have right. said no to pilot training because it's right. not—it's not an important—it's not a high importance okay. thing. And so, yeah. but I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll finish it. I mean, it's well, you have—I I'll, I'll probably I finish it in the next year or two. Oh, okay. Because you don't have because I was talking to one of the trainers. Like you don't have a cap, but you, you want to make sure that you like kind of stay flying. Like yeah, <clears throat> correct. So I'm gonna have to. I've been not doing it long enough now, where I'm gonna have to go back and catch up. Yeah. Okay. And so I'll go back in and catch up. And I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a hobby and it's fun. And right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's cool and it's it's fun when I'm now in in and around the planes. I can I I know what things are. Like I know yeah. what I know how they work. I know yeah the, what what a lot of the buttons do. I know uh -huh. like how they maneuver in the air. That's so like cool. You know, I, I have a, another buddy that I went out with, and he's an aerobatic pilot. Oh, so, okay. So okay, I so. went in, like, we went upside down, we spun around, we went loop-de-loop. -loop. Shut I mean, was, up, dude, really? Yeah, it was crazy. And was, it, I got, was it cool? Like, G's oh, and everything? Like, it was incredible. Oh, yeah, there were a lot of G's. It was, in, it was incredible. And, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll need to go do that again, too. Um, you, you know what I think? It was so I think. Cool. I think the whole uh, uh, what is it the movie uh, I was just watching it today too just uh, um, what is it Top Gun Tom Cruise yes yeah. oh my god that movie's dude. incredible so good yeah. so good like the storyline but just like the whole planes and everything I think my, that sparked for yeah. me uh, that was my like, buddy man, that, that, fly, do that. That, like, that does the aerobatic stuff I bet he saw Top Gun ten times oh <laughs> i'm like dreaming about is, it and i'm watching this thing like <laughs> he's a die hard i mean he, he's an incredible pilot um yeah. but yeah we went up in his plane and i'm like it was just i'm like i mean it it doesn't get any cooler than this does it yeah <laughs> you know, like no I, mean, I was like you know this is just incredible so yeah you have you gone into like private planes and stuff like that or gotten to experience that or flying or being in the cockpit or oh yeah yeah, so I've, okay, uh, so like with big instruments, like with like nice, like oh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, so there's a uh, I've been in planes with a G1000, so a Garmin Ooh, G1000, nice. so it's a glass panel plane, so right? Two right, glass right. panels in front of you. Um, I've been in planes that have a G3000, which is okay. a similar glass panel setup, but it has touch screens down below instead of buttons. Okay, okay, I've been in planes, and then I was in a plane that had no electronics, which was that aerobatic plane. A it a a what is it called? A AVR or some AVF or something like that? They're called or a a a or something. Or basically, you just go off of sight. There's no like instruments. Oh yeah, yeah, VFR. Yeah, VFR. There you yeah, go. Yeah, VFR is visual flight rules. Okay. Uh, VFR, and then uh, um, 
oh wow i just lost my train i don't know what the other one is either <laughs> yeah so yeah, i would v- i didn't even know what it stood for <laughs> yeah vfr and you have like uh you have imc which is intermediate Woo. yeah i haven't i've been flying in a while so my i've oh, i've only shoot. flown like personally i've only flown vfr because mm-hmm. you have to uh ifr instrument flight rules that's the word okay. that's what i was looking for uh-huh. so you have vfr which are meaning like you can you're visually flying and then you have ifr which is your instrument flying and then you have uh uh then you have imc which is like instrument instrument meteorological conditions or something and then that'd be like big planes i'm guessing or uh no that just means like so you can fly in visual conditions with instruments does that make sense? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're going through clouds, you have to have instruments. Correct. Correct. And so, um, but yeah, there's a ton of like complex. V- I was just the 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 reason I said VF or was it VFR? Is the only reason I know that one research second the what is the Avatar? Also, a movie coming up, which I'm excited for. Um, the lady that kind of took the you remember the movie Avatar? Uh-huh. Have you seen it? A little so, like, bit. Whenever, yeah. whenever, whenever she took him to like the mountains and stuff like that, and she's like, "Oh, we got to go uh, VFR now." I was like, "It's just visual, like, because the instruments don't absolutely work." So I was like, "Oh, that's where that's from. That's what that means." That's funny. <laughs> so it's a uh, man. Uh, it's so cool that you're saying it. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea you're trying to get into pilot or you're getting into pilot. I I guess oh, yeah. that at some point would. There's no try, but... Leo. You either do or you don't. That's true. That's actually true. <laughs> there was a guy. There, I agree. <laughs> there was a guy. Let me grab something. Like there was a guy yeah. that I don't remember who it was, but he was like, he was like, there is no try. And like, if you were in front of me right now, I would say, try to take this from my hands. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 give it back. I was like, just try. You just, you just took it. <laughs> try to take it. Oh, and, that's uh, funny. And you're like. Because uh, you expect that I'm going to pull it away real quick. I'm like, right, no, no, no. Right. Try to take it. And I don't move. And you're like, no, no, no. Give it back. Give it back. You took it. Just... I want you to try to take it. And then you you're did. like, huh? You did not try. I was like, you did. <laughs> I want you to try to take it. That's and, and it's funny. like, a, it's like they're, you know, you, you're either taking it or you're not taking it. You're not trying to take it. Because, you, you know, there is no try. You either do right. or you don't. Okay. Well, so I'll, do, I, I'll do I'll do that to people when they're like they're like, well, I'll try to do this. And I'm like, try. I was like, and I'll be the, pull something out. I'm like, try to take this from me. They're like, I'm gonna. And then we'd go through that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> go actually. for it. It wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. That you know. It, I don't it's know a who. Good, it's a good uh, mindset to be in. Uh, yeah. But well, it's it you know it's. Uh, it, it's just like I think what the, the words we say are powerful, mm-hmm. and it's like you if you say if you think you can do it or you think you can't, you're right. And so you, uh, what Henry how, Ford. Oh, is that what he's? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know where these things come from. I just yeah. I love I'll, I'll I'll remember them. You're just a genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not coming up with any of these. I just remember them and like them. Uh, but you know the, uh, you know I. How we speak about things is how we think about things. Now we think about things, how your mind works and all that stuff. And, uh, oh, let me put my my computer charger back on. Um, and so how we, 
and so like I'm I'm I, I I always try to get better at it, but like I how we it just it messes with your mind, and so mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you know for example like I I try I I try I work really hard not to say I don't have time. Okay. Or I didn't have time. It's mm-hmm. I don't make time or mm-hmm. I didn't make time or I need to mm-hmm. make time mm-hmm. because it's your, you know, if you say I don't have time, well, if you don't have time, that seems like a, oh, whatever. I don't have any control over that. Correct. But if I'm, yeah. if I'm not making time for something, I'm in control of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, for me, that's a powerful for me, I, I think that's important to think that way, right, where it's right. you know you're doing or you're not doing, you're not trying, because trying yeah. is like I'm trying to run a marathon on a treadmill. You're not actually going to run the run the marathon. You're attempting to, and so it's just right. it's, I just think that, that I love the, that I, the way we talk is important. No, absolutely, I love that, and that again, I'm going to steal that the whole little. Try no, just try to take it. Just try yeah. to take it. You just yeah. gotta think about it. You just gotta not do anything. That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, most most people just think I'm crazy, but some right. people see it and they're like, "Huh, interesting. That's a good yeah. point." And so it's you know it's one of those things like busy. I hate I, I don't I don't care how what other people say or how other people use words, but for me, I hate to say busy. Because we're in a society right. these days where busy is, everyone should be busy. Busy, 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 Why? Why mm-hmm. should we be that busy? Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm busy, I'm really saying I'm too busy for you. Correct. That means Correct. I'm saying I have other more important things to do. And if that's the truth, then you can say that. Like mm-hmm. you, you have a better way to say that other than like busy. Like, oh, we're busy, busy, mm-hmm. busy, 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 busy. Like you shouldn't just be busy being busy. Right. You should be, you know, and so busy is one of those words Productive. that I try not to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, use. Like if I, um, like I'll have people reach out to me for things and I will just tell them no. Like I'll tell them in the nicest way I can, but I'll just say right. no. I'm not going right. to, I'm not going to, like I had a guy that reached out a while back and, um, People do this from time to time, and it's like, oh, I'm, uh, oh, I'd love to. It looks like you've been really successful. I'd love to pick your brain. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. a freaking script because like people do that to me <laughs> all the time, right. and and I'm like, I, I haven't talked to you in ten years, and so yeah. I this individual, I I messaged him back and I said, you know, um. I said, yeah. So, what specifically can I help you with? Like, what? How can I help? Tell me what what you're, you know, what yeah. what you're wanting uh, you to do. And like, shoot me an email, and I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. No response. I'm like, dude, you're just trying to sell me something. Like, that's your sales strategy because you wanted my time. Like, really? Like, so you're lying to me. Well, yeah. Like, because if you really wanted to pick my brain, I'm happy to help. I want to help people. If I have something that, that's valuable to other people, I do. But don't waste my time by taking me to lunch. And trying yeah. to, you know, trying to make sell me, me feel something. good. Yeah, well, I, no. I feel like it's it's like making it's like playing too much. I don't see. I don't like. I don't agree with that either because it's like you're playing people's emotions for a personal gain. And yeah. again, back to smart people can feel that. 
like yeah oh yeah and they can and what, figure what, that out they've been they've done that actually like yeah. they, it's like you know and what what, what those people don't realize is i i get things like that often right where, where it's like oh it's another one of these mm-hmm. and so i won't say i'm too busy to meet i'll say you know hey if you're if there's you know what specifically can i have you know can i you know where can i provide value where can i right. work what questions do you have on what you know how i do, you know because it's like oh i do marketing or social media or whatever like oh you know what what about what questions did you have about it how can i help what can i do and it, it's always like no they want to yeah. they want to corner me and sell me something and i don't know what That's, they want but like if you right. truly want it feels weird <laughs> to pick my if you truly wanted to pick my brain when i gave you my email you yeah. would have immediately emailed me with a bunch of questions, and you know what? I would have responded to every single one of those. But instead, right. Right. you just choose not to respond because your little That's... script didn't work to get me out for, for lunch. Just sell me something. Right, right. It's funny because it's like not, – not to dog on like network marketing or anything like that, but you see – it's just – I think it's just a rookie, like rookie professional. Like yeah. someone that wants to be a professional. Someone that – there's some of them that have like a good meaning ethically, right? But – yeah, it's like and I, you know, you want to deal with someone that's expert that knows what they're talking about. You want to make sure that you're, you know, you're not getting the bad end of the stick, you know. Yeah, and I, I get that. I get because mm-hmm. you have to go out there and like do do a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. Like I think a really great way for real estate agents to just rep it out. You know, it's like how do you get good at sprinting? Well, probably by sprinting. I mean, I don't know right. a nice sprinter, but right, I'm gonna right. assume by sprinting. So probably the more you sprint, the better you'll get at it to a point. Mm -hmm. And so if you take somebody that's never sprinted in their life and you say, hey, go do 100 every day, go do, you know, 100. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many you can do, 150 yard sprints or whatever. Um, You know, after a few weeks, you're going to be pretty damn good. Right. Then you probably need some coaching and stuff like that. And so with real estate, my way of that is um, open houses. Go to open houses. Go figure out how to talk to people. Go figure out what people ask about real estate. Go figure out and go mess it up. Mm-hmm. Go screw up because you're never going to see those people again. <laughs> and so, right, right, you know, right. And, and so I get when people reach out to me, stuff like that, that, and I used to be really nice about it and I would go and they'd buy me coffee and right. lunch. And now I'm like, no, you're not going to get me out of the house. <laughs> right, right. No, no. Hey, and, Some and it's, will. Uh, it's more of a respect <laughs> of your time and, yeah. and the, what you're doing your time that you're spending now, it's a lot more valuable doing not doing those things when they're probably yeah. in the past. It was more of like build a relationship for me at least. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's just you know, it, I've I've I guess I have lower tolerance for that kind of stuff. Than I, <laughs> That's fair. Than well, I used to. you know, I you know we've we've gone on here almost two hours. Time's picking flowing, Bob. We've talked about yeah, I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I don't. You know, I didn't even... I, I, it's funny we kept talking about the watch and I hadn't even looked at the time. That well, it happens. I feel like for me, after like the ten minutes, it's just like boom, just like whoa. Yeah, like no, it hadn't felt time. like that long. Wow. But you know, I I usually and you kind of ended it on this uh, note. You know, this uh, one of my main things with this is to help other people. You know, figure out what they want to do and uh, what is it that are they going in the right direction? Trying to give them some sort of perspective of another professional like yourself. Uh, and you know it, what it is that they do and how they can do it better. Um, so you know, I know you've talked a lot about advice, you know, what not to do, what to do. But 
um, for someone that's, you know, wanting to make it in real estate, you know, to the level that you've done it, you know, billboards on Dallas Cowboys and uh, all these different things that you've uh, done uh, with your uh, agency, what is it that you would recommend um, someone doing? So I think I have two answers for that. The first, mm -hmm. and, and when people reach out to me, they're like, I'm at, I'm at a crossroads and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And they usually reach mm -hmm. out to me about real estate. Hey, should I get into mm -hmm. real estate? Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I don't know if you should get into real estate or not, but mm -hmm. I, think you sh I think if you have the uh, tenacity, you should work for yourself and you should uh you should be self-employed mm -hmm. like you should find some way to be oh no sale no what was it? I, I haven't had this conversation in a while people used to call mm -hmm. me about this all the time <laughs> um but i would i, I would say um yeah self-employed and something in sales mm -hmm. something that the more i work the more i make because mm -hmm. most mm -hmm. of what most like careers, the stuff that I did prior to real estate, uh, it was, I could work as many hours or I could be way better than everyone else. And it didn't make a big difference to me. I mean, I, I, mm -hmm. I was proud. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well. And that's my mm -hmm. personality. But if I, if I sold more stuff, I didn't get paid more. And so right. I think that the ability to be in a business where, I can work less and make less, or I can work more and make more. And I can make the decision to take off next month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if that's important to me, that's mm -hmm. that I think. So, so being able to work for yourself, being like not a W2, like a 1099 or independent contractor, sole prop, something like that, mm -hmm. uh, owning an LLC, S Corp, stuff like that is helpful because it's helpful because you have control mm -hmm. and you have the ability to do what you feel is right with very mm -hmm. little restriction like a corporation and from a tax perspective w-2 employees have very little tax advantages mm -hmm. independent contractors s corps things like that have way more tax advantages mm -hmm. so that's that nets you more money and then you know when i when i got into real estate i had some pretty severe problems with the previous company that I don't mention, but you did, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, the, that company, my position there, I kind of got to a point where it just wasn't, there's nowhere else to go. It wasn't fun anymore. And a lot of people were telling me how I, sh how I should be as a human, which is mm -hmm. a problem, obviously. We've mm -hmm. talked about that. Mm -hmm. But I kind of made a list of things that I'm like, okay, my next move must fix all my issues. Right. So part of my issues were my hands were tied and I wasn't allowed to do what was right, mm -hmm. even though most people would agree that what I was being told was wrong, mm -hmm. like just from a human perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted, I, I earned PTO, a lot of PTO, mm -hmm. and I never got to use it. I wasn't allowed to use it. Oh my like that, that was yeah. bull. You know, yeah. I had like four weeks of PTO and I could never take it. Yeah, I would always been been told no. I'm like, what's the point in earning this if I can't use it? Correct. I was like, that's yeah. bull. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, okay, I need to find a place where I can take unlimited PTO. 
I needed to find a place that I could make the rules <laughs> because if I need to do something to make it right, I had the mm -hmm. capability to make it right. I didn't have policies to restrict me. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted something that I could, uh, I wanted something where if I put more work in and I got better, I'd make more money mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have to ask permission from mommy or daddy to get a raise. Right. That was, right. that today is very strange. So, so yeah. all those things were, were things that, that were important to me because if you're going to make a change like that, if you're going to go from a nice cush salary job, getting, you know, a pretty good paycheck every couple of weeks to something that is not comfortable. Like mm -hmm. once I get comfortable in the next job, I really need to, it needs to fix all the problems. Cause I want to go to something else and mm -hmm. go, Oh, well it didn't fix that issue. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right. So, I mean, that that's, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're starting your real estate career um, or just career in general, um, you know, making sure that, um, like what Jordan said, uh, to be able to uh, pick and choose who you want to work with and make sure that you take, you know, they take care of you as a human being. Um, and let's say you do make a move, make sure it's the right one. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, we again, Jordan, uh, you know, we talked about so many great things today. Like I enjoyed this conversation. I, don't, I hope you'd enjoy oh, this yeah, conversation. Absolutely. It was good catching up. Uh, oh, my gosh. No, seriously. Then, you know, it's funny is that we used to get into these, you know, kind of nerdy conversations, you know, back then and love yeah. that this is still going on. And uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, you know, I wish you the best success. Um, anybody listening to this, uh, please go to agency. Uh, agentproacademy.com um, if you're looking at uh, into a real estate uh, class, a full spectrumed real estate class. Um, oh yeah, everything they didn't I, teach you in real estate school. Everything they did not teach you in real estate is Jordan Bellinger right here. Uh, is going to tell you about it. Uh, so again, Jordan, thank you so much for being on here. You provided such great content, such great lessons and uh, again, I wish you the best. Wish you the best I appreciate that you do. Yeah. And we are out on the late podcast. We will see you till next time. I'm actually going to my bachelor party this weekend, so I won't be back for like a month. So, or uh, like getting married and stuff. But, where are you getting married? All right. I'm getting married in uh, McKinney, to, oh, cool. uh, November 11th. McKinney. Congratulations. So I'm going to be focusing this next month all on that. So, you're going to be the 25th. Actually, my goal is to get to 50. So you're like right at the halfway mark All right. of, uh, to get to 50. So again, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, <laughs> Just love having welcome. you here, bro. All right. Have a good one, guys. Right. And we are out.